1: Hello, internet, and welcome. Ah, oh, man, it's we got these headphones back on, on this new board. It's all like I know, crisp yeah. and, new... and sharp.
2: I know we feel like I feel like a goddamn professional once again. <laughs> no more of this, no headphone wearing bullshit. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Patreon donors.
1: Yeah. we use the money to buy a new board. Hell yeah! So, uh, hey, internet, thanks for uh, coming coming to listen to this uh, little old homespun podcast where two old guys play old games. Mm-hmm. Courtesy of our, our chaotic god, The Randomizer. All hail The Randomizer. This week...
0: All hail The Randomizer.
1: Thank you. We are talking about Wizardry 5. Wizard, Wizardry V. And we do have our very own lounge wizard that we are bringing onto the show to talk about this game in just excruciating detail. Sandwich Pope, Phil Hawkins.
0: Thanks for having me on, guys.
1: Hey, Phil. Thanks for coming hey. back, man.
2: Uh, I remember... Uh, you talking about Wizardry 5 briefly when we were talking about Might and Magic 3, The Isles of Terra, not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thank you, Randomizer, also for giving this the, giving us these games so close together because mm-hmm. now I feel like I kind of have the opportunity to be like, okay, I, let's compare these games a little bit mm-hmm. because I think they're
1: very similar. It's true. In its infinite chaotic wisdom. Mm-hmm.
0: The, the Randomizer knows what it's doing. We we do not need to to question its ways mm-hmm. and its means. Um, it, it's, it knows what it's doing.
2: I think it likes to be questioned, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> I think the randomizer is the kind of God he's like, yeah, it's question. It doesn't matter. That's fine. Dr. fine. Dr.
1: Dr. Drunk, you hate me and you curse me. Fine. Bring it on. <laughs> I choose you as the sower of dissent. You are my chosen one, Dr. Dr. Drunk. Well, before we break down Wizardry 5, I'm your bearded host, Tyler. And it has been a week. Yeah. It has been quite the fucking week. And I hear Phil like whenever I talk about my bad weeks, start pouring pour, that vodka. Pour vodka. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: this was actually Captain Morgan's Cannon Blast Rum. What a glass I, of citrus? Oh my god! Unexpected kick. That sounds pretty good. All right. All right. Yeah, it comes in in the shape of a cannonball.
1: I like that. I just got this thing of ice water over here because it's hot as fuck in the, in the recording studio.
2: Yeah, just uh just a zero calorie monster energy drink for
1: me over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Since we're all being honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this week, uh, yeah, it's been it's been a, a long, kind of rough week. One, been to the ER three different times with Jack. He's, oh, He's totally God. fine because uh, he I has... I don't know, man. Because apparently it's super common <laughs> for... Because uh, he has a Mickey Button-style G-Tube. A Mickey Button? A Mickey Button. And that fucker just, like, loves to pop out. Like, you look at it funny, and it fucking pops out. So if, like... We pick him up wrong, or somebody like barely like steps on a cord, or someone one, sneezes. Sneezes. He, can, if he starts crying, you see it start kind of like drifting out. If he's crying really hard, like so, it came out like every other day this week. Uh, so we were taking him to the ER for two or three hours of pop um, to have him put back in an X-ray it to make sure it's in right, and then we get a good day of success, and then the next day it comes up, we do we go right back so.
2: So what? How much time would you say you've spent in the ER this week?
1: At least nine or nine or ten hours. Okay, great. Like yeah. a full over a
2: full work day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just Sweet. sitting, sitting
1: in the ER. Awesome.
2: But he is okay.
1: I know he, yeah, he's totally fine. We can go to the one in town. Originally, Louisville said if it comes out, drive right to us. And the first time it came out, it was like, do we drive all the way to Louisville for this? And I we just well no let's go to the like we needed to have a bulb catheter put in to sort of blow it up so it doesn't heal over so it's like we'll go we'll just go there first we need one of those before we travel so we get there and the ER doctor was like no I just put it back in
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's that's silly If you all the way to Louisville I'll just put it back in no no big deal he just <laughs> sucked out because it, it stays in it looks like a, like an air mattress pump. And on the other side... That's looks,
2: actually what it is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, well, yeah. I just go back and harvest them every time from a, yeah. from a dead air mattress.
2: Wait, did you got you went to the ER back behind Hardy's restaurant,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> no, oh man, River Mayhem's got your G-tube. Come on. <laughs> and it's got like a, what well, looks like a marble on the other side. It's just like a small inflatable with saline sack that... The, the third time we went to a different hospital and they were like, Yeah, it's kind of underdeflated. And he put more in it. So, like, that, that should help it stay in a little bit better than it has been. So, I don't know if that was part of the problem. And, but apparently, they also just like one nurse said, Yeah, my daughter's got one of these. She's had it for three years, comes out all the time. I just, I just put it back in. I learned how to do it. I put it back in. Wow. At home. So, I won't do that because I'm too scared about yeah, not putting real. it in right. And I'm not a nurse like that woman is. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's that's been that's been a busy part of the week. The other was yesterday. Pretty sure Melissa's phone got stolen, and she doesn't carry a purse, so she has like a little pocket in the back of her phone where she keeps all her cards and cash oh, and fuck. and all that. So it was it was like nine o'clock, and she was like, "Where's my phone?" So we like we scoured the house looking for it, couldn't find it anywhere, and she's like, "Oh God, I hope I didn't set it on the car when I was putting Jack in the in his car seat." And then just drove off with it. So then we get flashlights. We're all looking around the yard, trying to find it, go out in the road where she might have pulled it around. And then I asked her brother, like, does Verizon do any sort of like GPS? She's like, you just log into your Google account and see it. It's like, all right, sweet. So I did that. And it pinged that the phone it was at someone's house about five minutes away. Phone thief. Yeah. So she's like, well, I guess I could have. Falling off in the road, and somebody picked it up, and I was like, yeah, or when you went to Bible school or something like that, somebody just stole it from you. Probably the devil. I think that's the, the devil gave it to somebody the else. The devil was waiting outside, and when she left, <laughs> took her phone. But we, it was like 9.30 at this point, and I was like, it's going to be dead in the morning. I'll just go over there now. So I drove over, because I was familiar with the road. I'd never been to this house, but... Like, it's not a bad part of Sharp. There's not really a bad part of Sharp. So um, I went over to the house. I got out. I go to the front door, and I immediately just, like, am incredibly grossed out. Because it's it's a decent, you know, it's a nice little house. It's a house made out of phones. (laughs) (laughs) Made out of old Nokia phones. Constructed totally out of phones. (laughs) a Different makes, models, years. But these people must not use their front door ever. Because it yeah, was yeah like, made out of phones yeah real tough it was <laughs> like I stepped into Loth's realm because it was <laughs> just f- nickel sized spiders oh, everywhere shit. everywhere like I'd knock on the door and I'd just see them skitter from the door so just like fuck and I could hear something going on. It's so like at somebody's home. It sounded like a
2: phone call. There are,
1: like five, <laughs> <laughs> there are like five trucks in the driveway. So I sat there and I, I beat on the door. Like I'll knock on it and then jump back s- several feet as the spiders, spiders skitter around. Sin. And then once they settle, I go in and knock again. I did that for a long time. No one ever came to the door. I walked around and saw like lights from like a TV going behind some drawn shades. So then I like I heard music and I go behind the house and there's an exterior speaker on their shed. Blaring country music. So, like, I knock on the shed. No one comes around. They have, like, a locked uh, sunroom. I guess that's how they get in. So
2: let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Were you, like, on a scale of 1 to 10, like, how terrified were you at this point? Like at 3. At 3. I would have been probably, like, at a 9.
0: Like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in Dave's room here. Because yeah. I mean, I think, honestly, I would
2: have been like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and call the police.
1: Because <laughs> I thought about it. I was like, but it could have fallen off at the same time. We've been calling it and texting it, and no one's answering it. She went through, and she made it ring, even though it's on silent. No one did anything. So then she's like, well, okay, let's make sure this is the right location or whatever. So then we drive back home, and that's when I see, like, as I'm walking back to the car, that I see a smile. You're on camera. So it's like. Okay, motherfuckers, can you see me? C- open the door. Just tell me. So this this made like, you angry. They could be. They could have been scared. Like, I am a stranger knocking on their door at 930 at night. It was like, okay, well, benefit of the doubt. Sure. Maybe they're just like, yeah, they just don't know. They don't want to answer the door. Sure. Okay, I'll come back in the morning. Not a big deal. We go home. Melissa pings the phone again, and now it's down the road from the house. So apparently whoever was there... After we left, got in their car and drove They're off. They're on to us. Yeah. Move the phone. We got the phone. Go. <laughs> so then we ping it. And it is at a hair salon run out of someone's house about five miles further away. When we ping it again. So I called the number of the hairdresser at like 10 o'clock at this point. Yeah. Call, and call, and call. No one answers. Uh, Melissa pings it again. It's traveling. Pings it again. It's traveling. Pings it again to the trailer park in Possum Trot. And that's where it resides until it goes dead. (laughs) So,
2: end of the story. You don't have it.
1: I don't have it. Uh, Yeah, I don't have it. I wasn't gonna go to a trailer park at eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, like so. It's just like well. So, do you think it was (laughs) stolen? I I think I think at this point it was stolen. (laughs) Yeah, I
2: think that's probably that's probably a pretty safe bet.
1: We we locked it. So I said, "This phone is lost. Please call," and then we can make it. We made it display my phone number. So yeah, they're not getting anything out of it. I called, canceled the debit cards. she didn't have any cash in it she had to get a new new driver's license today and i have to reorder all of jack's insurance cards that were oh my god (laughs) i mean i I have pictures of all of them so i can still like a lot of doctors offices will take pictures and stuff like that so it's fine for now everything's pretty much good it just it just sucks just wasn't a fun week
2: (laughs) you had sent me a message about um circumcision scraps trinkets Trinkets, yeah. right? Yeah, I guess there's a
3: big difference
1: between circumcision,
2: trinkets,
3: and scraps.
1: Because we were, I mean, we finally got Jack circumcised. because uh, we kind of been discussing it, I didn't know how I felt about it, like, but it was kind of dog t- penis or
2: no dog penis. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it was taken out of my hands, like, medical reason, like because there's UTIs. The doctor said he needs to have one, yeah. So, okay, thank for you. the
2: record, I went dog penis, yeah,
1: <laughs> made my mind up for me, okay, cool, but then. They kept hedging on doing it over and over and over again. The other hospital, half the doctors, one doctor said, nope, he needs anesthesia. Another doctor says, oh, I'll do it. That's fine. No, I'll do it tomorrow. I guess not realizing that was the last day in his rotation. So the day he was supposed to be doing it, he was off. So then the doctor came on. who was like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to do it. Okay. So it just took forever, you know, until it actually got done, which prompted, I told my mom about it and my mom told me a story that had just happened like, Right around like the day before or something like that. That my mom. So tell me if this is weird or not. All right, I like it when things start <laughs> yeah. that way. Yes. So okay. So I'm circumcised, and whenever I was circumcised, like they circumcised me and then held the skin and everything together with like a piece of twine, like just a little like. Wait, what do you thin. mean like <sighs> like it was off of you, and then they put a twine on it, or that's how they got it off? That's how like they they cut it and then left it to heal with a piece of twine, twine. around it. Okay. So I was born before the advent of anything better than twine. So but my mom <laughs> my, my, my mom did not keep the piece of twine. My brother, Ryan, is also circumcised. Sorry, sorry, Ryan, let's, let's cut it out of the bag. You oh, were also, shit. also circumcised, but he had a little plastic ring they put over it. And eventually the ring, as it healed, the ring was. They would had fall developed off. the
2: technology. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah.
1: So my mom kept the plastic ring from his circumcision. So now, this is where you ask, is this weird? <laughs> is this weird? <laughs> so, in his baby book, it's like circumcision ring or, cir- yes, sir, yeah, from Ryan's circumcision <laughs> penis leavings.
0: <laughs> Ryan's first cock ring. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, Ryan and his girlfriend were over at mom's house looking through his baby book and see this. And his girlfriend, when she sees it, she doesn't, I mean, she doesn't have any kids. She's, she herself with a vagina is not circumcised thought it was Ryan's foreskin that mom had saved and put in the baby book. She freaked the fuck out. What'd she do? Ryan, of course, didn't correct her, pulled out the plastic ring and, like, threw it at her. <laughs> <laughs> and there were some circumstances in which it came out of the book... She freaked out and then the ring became lost. Oh no, no one can find the it. Ring. <laughs> no one can find Ryan's circumcision ring. This
2: is like a this is like a weird version of Lord of the Rings. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so then I asked Melissa, like, so when this falls off of Jack, are you gonna keep his circumcision ring? She's like, No. So Jack, that's weird. So he has a circ- he has the new tech. <laughs> he's got the he's got the brand got like speaking new, new twenty nineteen tech. I you. Gotcha. Circumcision ring. No twine for yeah, Jack. No, no twine for my boy. All right.
2: Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, I don't know what tech was used. I was born before you, so they probably just had like— Probably just prayers. Probably (laughs) prayers. I think they probably just like uh, took like a paintbrush and put a little sugar water like (laughs) on the end of it, and then like (laughs) they just let all the bugs and and animals
1: do the work. Whenever Jack had to have um, like—before they had the shunt, the first step was to put a needle into a soft spot and draw some of the liquid— out out of his skull. Like it was starting to pressurize a little bit. Like wasn't it was causing pain but no lasting damage. But like we don't want to be in pain, so we can do this. But our local hospital doesn't have anesthesia for kids his size. So he's like, but what we will do and this actually works, we'll give him sugar water right before we do it. And that that actually works really? for about thirty seconds in infants. Really? So yeah. Since you said sugar water, that reminded me of that. That's wild. <laughs>
2: It does attract bats and hummingbirds, though. Are you okay with
1: that? So when I come back, there, are just hummingbirds in the little hole that needle make into my son's head. Yeah,
2: I'm sorry. But in order to do this procedure properly, we need to recreate multiple scenes from Fern Gully. Are you okay with that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> or find, Avatar, if you wish. Find your worst enemy to dress like the smoke monster. It needs to be authentic. I, uh,
2: hey, everybody.
1: I'm Dave,
2: and I'd like to interrupt this important circumcision Uh conversation (laughs) to bring you news Dr. Pepper is not a Pepsi product. Welcome to Soda Jerks. I tricked you. Nice, <laughs> nice. We were wrong on the last episode because we didn't know that we were going to oh, do an impromptu episode yeah. of Soda Jerks. That's yeah, true.
1: I was also very wrong that Zoe Deschanel was not in Pushing Daisies. <laughs> also, my name is Daniel. Since we're making
2: confessions, <laughs> my name Daniel is Daniel and Todd. I did this. I did this to protect my identity. I'm Daniel, not David. So <laughs> there we go. I'm not. I'm, we're just gonna keep the name
1: Ted Bog. I think it's probably it still works. Yeah, it's, it still works. We're still Daniel Todd TN, D uh, T, So yeah, it, it's all fine. It works. Uh, Doctor Pepper
2: is a Keurig Doctor Pepper product. What? Keurig. Yeah, Keurig bought Doctor Pepper like in 2018. Apparently. What the fuck? Uh, they also own. Would you like to hear the list sure. of sodas, some of which I have never heard
0: of? Yes, please.
1: All right, here we go. Coke better still own Beverly though. Damn it. Did Coke own Beverly? It was in the Coke Museum. That's where I had it. Oh, all right. Okay. That does make sense.
2: All right. So here's here here's the thing. I don't have that information anymore.
1: <laughs> 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 Second episode of Soda Jerks. Also not going well. So soda, soda Jerks will now move on to Patreon. So.
2: Yeah, Soda Jerks on Patreon.com slash <laughs> that Check it out. It'll be there.
1: The r- <laughs> that way, we don't have imp- any information. It's fine.
0: <laughs> I can I, I can tell you that with some quick Wikipediaing that Keurig did buy the Dr Pepper Snapple Group, so somewhere in there, Dr Pepper and Snapple are part of the same company.
2: Hmm. So here's the real issue: uh, is that that Wikipedia that very same Wikipedia page uh, reads differently on my tablet than it does in a browser.
3: Uh, in uh-huh. the
2: on the browser version, at the very bottom. I'm doing some risky shit here. I'm lifting the laptop up, which we are using to record. Uh, so this comes with great risk. <laughs> this information comes with great risk. I hope you realize. Uh, they the Keurig Dr Pepper brands are as follows: fifty mm. fifty. Anybody heard of that one?
1: I guess that's some Seven Stuff. Up knockoff. I think that's. I think.
2: 50. Go ahead, Phil.
0: I was gonna say. I was gonna make a joke. It's the the fifty cent brand uh, uh, soft <laughs> drink.
2: It's fifty cent and his twin brother, also oh, another fifty, 50 cent. Cents. <laughs>
0: 50 pence. He's from the UK. <laughs> uh, I,
2: I believe 50-50 is a sex worker term that you use when you would like to receive oral sex and vaginal penetration. Oh. That's a 50-50. Hmm. If,
1: you know. I think a 50-50 would have been a handjob blowjob, but all right. Look, I'd call sex and a blowjob a dollar fifty. I didn't
2: make the rules.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, Keurig- well, in my prostitution <laughs> land, that's called a dollar fifty. Todd's prostitution <laughs> land. I can see the sign right now. I'll decide it for you.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm glad after our relatively PG Might and Magic episode that we've we've strictly gone into NSFW
2: Yeah, oh, Todd's yeah. thoughts. We, wanted... we've, we've crossed the we've crossed into the, the realm of <laughs> circumcision and um, prostitution. <laughs> <and> sex. <laughs> you know, I've always said that when Todd and Daniel come out, this show is gonna turn into like 1993 HBO's real sex.
1: <laughs> Prosty Circs. It's where we do, prostitutes talk about circumcision.
2: <laughs> it's a it's a niche market, but it's there. It needs to be serviced. Uh, they also own Seven Up. I'm sure we've all heard of that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I read somewhere I look, I know this is Soda Jerks. Mm-hmm. I should know my shit,
1: but it's it's an evolving, it's a learning podcast,
2: right? Yeah, this is a this is a venture to academia, mm-hmm. uh, Fizzly Academia. I read that at one point Philip Morris owned Seven Up. Hmm.
1: Okay. This is like a lucky strike and a Seven Up.
2: A and W. So they own A and uh. Cactus Cooler.
0: That's a <laughs> that's a Mountain Dew. Uh, type of, of beverage, if I remember uh, right. Okay. okay. I've
2: never seen it. I'll have to try it. Uh, I
0: can't remember why, how, why that's in my head, but as, as far as, as deep brain knowledge goes, I, I, I think that's correct.
2: There's They own Canada Dry. They own Canfields?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Nope. I don't know what that is.
2: They own Crush. All right. Which I do enjoy in Orange crush, is crush. all right, yeah. Uh, mainly because of the R.E.M. song, and that's pretty much it, because otherwise it tastes like any orange soda I've ever had.
1: <laughs> Fant is still the best orange soda, though.
2: Uh, but that's Nazi Coke, so yeah. uh, I don't yeah. really want to drink Nazi Coke. <laughs> <laughs> so they did one thing right. One thing right. Uh, they own Dr. Pepper. They own Hire's Root Beer
1: not not a, not a successful one. They own yeah. IBC root beer. I've heard of that uh, one. That is good. Only comes in brown bottles. Yep.
2: They own and I'm going to mispronounce this, but I'm only going to mispronounce it because <sighs> it very much looks like this. They they own Orangina?
1: Oh, those are good. Those are very good. <laughs> You've yeah, had Orangina I have. before? I have.
0: I'm familiar with it. I've never heard it pronounced out loud, but yeah. that, that's that is <laughs> how orangina always or it in orangina. My head.
2: Okay, replace the V in vagina with Orang-
1: orangina, and you're and you're there. Orangina, orangina. <laughs> there you
0: go. Uh, they, if, Garf, if Garfield was a woman, he would have an orangina. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> there's the vodka tendrils. <laughs> I like it. Uh, there's also they also own RC Cola, which we talked about last mm. time. Uh, they own Schweppes. Okay, Schweppes is pretty good uh,
1: ginger ale. Schweppes
2: is good, didn't,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, so but, they they kind of have cornered the ginger ale market. Yeah, Canada Dry and Schweppes.
1: They don't got that the best ginger ale though. Best ginger ale is
2: Fanta ginger ale. But they can't own all of them, right? Because i I'd say Fanta exists because one of the big things was I learned this researching Dr. Pepper, Coca-Cola tried to buy Dr. Pepper. They tried to buy Dr. Pepper, but they were blocked because they already owned Mr. Pibb, and the government said, sorry, you'd have a corner on the pepper-flavored soda market. Oh, all
1: right.
0: <laughs> all right. It makes Which sense. Which is, in fact, not pepper-flavored.
1: Yeah, I don't know where they—I don't know, but like— oh. I think pepper's, pepper is one of the 23 spices that go into— the soda.
2: But see, I think the court was like, well, it's not cola-flavored,
1: so it's probably pepper-flavored. I don't know. Like, <laughs> Let us buy it, and we will drag Pib in here and shoot him in the head <laughs> in front of everybody. Because once we have Dr. Pepper, we will execute Mr. Pib.
2: <laughs> well, it's like you joke, but it's like they – when I was reading this, I was like, Oh my God, Coke was like super shitty to the Dr. Pepper people because Dr. Pepper like couldn't handle all their bottling because mm-hmm. they just didn't have like the, the the bottling factories, I guess, to handle it. So Coke was like, We'll help you. We'll bottle we'll bottle it. So they're like, Okay. And then Coke starts bottling it. And then like three years later, they're like, eh, hey, we're gonna make Mr. Pib. <laughs> but we're gonna call it Peppo. <laughs> <laughs> And then the court was like, "You can't call it Peppo," and they're like, "Fine, Doctor Pib." And the court was like, uh, "Again, you can't call it Doctor Pib," and they're like, "Fine, Mister Pib." Mm, all right, and judges. Then, <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> and then a few let's years. Start, go ahead, Phil.
0: Let's start the wave of like Dr. Pepper knockoffs, like Dr. Wells and Dr. Thunder. Dr. And everything Dr. Thunder, else. man,
2: that was my jam in yep, high school.
1: Yep,
0: and and college. That's that's my porn name, Dr. Thunder. <laughs> uh,
2: mine's
1: Peppo. <laughs> it's
2: like it's like a real man is having sex with a woman and then in the middle of they're like, "Get Peppo!"
1: Uh, Peppo uh, that's the that's the Mad Max anal slave tied to one of the <laughs> <laughs> one of the, <laughs> uh, the cars. <laughs> uh this is too this is too hot. Get Peppo out of here. Let the blood bag, fuck Peppo.
2: <laughs> uh they also unsquirt. squirt. <laughs> <laughs> squirt. All
1: right. Speaking of, makes it fucking
2: the blood bag, Pepo. <laughs> 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 put,
1: put, put, squirt mother's milk and Pepto's sack. <laughs>
2: Peppo, come on, it's not Pepto.
1: That's Pepo. a different. That's Pepto, an entirely different. different entirely one. different.
2: You got a belly ache? Go suck on Pepto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they own Stewart's Fountain Classics. Okay, I'm familiar. They own. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Sun Drop.
1: I used to love Sun Drop okay. as
2: a kid. They own Sun Kissed. Yeah. They own, is all that, right, you motherfuckers are going to make this up. They own Sussex Golden.
1: Yeah, no, not
2: familiar.
0: Is that a UK brand?
2: I think it might. It sounds like it might be.
0: Ross, is it? Well, don't worry.
2: There's yes. going to be more episodes of Soda Jerks uh, where we're going to dive deep into all of these. Uh, they, this uh, go ahead, Bill. Is
0: a, this is a deep, deep well. I think you've, uh, you've stumbled onto something golden here.
2: This might be um, okay. So I'll do the I'll do the sandwich I'll do the sandwich podcast with Chris, and then this is probably just going to be my solo joint. I'm just gonna do I'm just gonna do soda reviews. I'm gonna go through all of Keurig Dr Pepper brands.
1: Sussex Gold <clears throat> is a Canadian ginger ale. All right, Canada, UK. That's mm-hmm. pretty much same same thing. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, they
2: own Venom Energy.
1: I've seen those discounted bottles at the dollar store,
2: yes. <laughs> they own Verner's, which
1: I've heard of. Verner's is good. Uh-huh. I've had Verner's, And they own Wink. Wink. That's uh, the wine company, W-I-N-C. W-I-N-K. Hmm.
2: They also own, these are not sodas, but they also own uh, Deja Blue, which I just <laughs> wanted to say because, man, what a fun name. Uh, they own Motts, Hawaiian Punch. Snapple and Yoohoo. they own more, but we probably like haven't I mean, heard of them.
1: Wink is basically their version of Fresca. It is a grapefruit-based soft drink.
0: I am—I'm excited that you have likely put far more effort into researching this than you did with Wizardry Five. I spent I spent like eight <laughs> hours playing
2: Wizardry Five, and I have drank probably twenty percent of those sodas I listed. So while you are correct <laughs> on the research side, I've put the experience into Wizardry Five. Well, Phil, what have you been up to?
0: Been camping at the Ren fair
2: Tell me about that. Yes,
0: share please. It's. it's- Okay, it, it, it's an interesting experience. So, the, so Bulbasaur and Harold Arthur have been on a, a road trip for the past week and a half um, and have left me uh, bacheloring it. And
1: that, that is your wife and your son for new listeners. That's my wife. <laughs> <To> jump, <laughs> yeah, jumping yeah. in on that Wizardry <laughs> Five kick. Uh, who's
2: the weird guy who lives at a Ren Fair and has Pokemon for, <laughs> for family?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I've been by myself, which is – for multiple weeks is a, after you've been living with someone for essentially your entire post high school life is, is fairly, excuse me, lonely. Um, so I, I joined up with a Renaissance fair troupe. Their vacation coincided with the annual Canterbury Renaissance fair nearby in Silverton. And, um, it's a two weekend event and there is a troupe of, of, I guess you could call them entertainers called the rat catchers. Who, who in I found out later on that it's, it's essentially a, a group of like three or four families with their kids who set up shop at the Red and Fair. And what they do is they sell rat catching licenses and they have, they have their, their, Sounds made from their, their troop. It does. It does. One person did ask me if this was, in fact, a real thing that happened in the Renaissance. And I had to, I had to say, I don't – probably not. I don't think so. But um, You
2: could pretty much catch any rat you wanted to back then. You didn't really yeah. need a license.
0: The number of people who thought we were actually having live rats out in the fair is is surprising.
2: Um, All the so kids these, bring out the rats.
0: No, the kids knew what was up. The, the adults are like – are these real rats? Like, <laughs> no. Yes, they are real rats. They are not in any way grown adults with rat masks on and, and tails that, that, that <laughs> they've sewed on to their belts. These are real rats.
2: And by that, you mean um, that's exactly what it is?
0: Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, so for like two bucks, you, you buy a little license, and then and the license is a, a bracelet um, that that you wear. And then they chase the rats. Um, there's usually like three or four of them that are, are – Going on throughout the fair, and the kids, it's essentially a game of tag. And when you catch the rat, um, they take a little piece of ribbon out of their pocket and they tie it onto their uh, onto the license, the bracelet, and then you're free to go tag another rat. And some of the rats will have uh, the plague, which is a different uh, ribbon. And you go back to the rat tent where, where we small were small needles up shop full and of
1: you, AIDS blood. They just slip around real quick. Out <laughs> <laughs> Plagued. <laughs> were, the, were the adults
2: like, now is that real plague or. <laughs>
1: No, it's no. AIDS blood. We told you. <laughs> you signed the waiver, it's, right? It's the '80s plague.
2: <laughs> Don't worry, Reagan doesn't think it's a big deal.
1: It'll be fine. <laughs> well, good enough for Rock Hudson. Good enough for your son.
0: But yeah, the plague doctor gives them a little like Jolly Rancher as a cure, and and takes the plague ribbon off of their license, and they're they're free to go catch more rats. So um, it was a lot of fun, and and they they were um, they have a Facebook page, and they were asking you know folks want to volunteer. Occasionally, folks want to volunteer, and if so, they can contact us through this way. And so um, I contacted them, and and the kind of their first response was, we usually expect people that are more in in like the twelve to sixteen range, so we're not used to getting. A 36-year-old single man to come and <laughs> join us. <laughs> but you seem like you're not a creepy weirdo, we think. So why don't you come on down? And, and so I, I joined them for the weekend. Um, I All the Renaissance Fair workers, they have a, a camp set up in the backfields behind the actual fairgrounds. And you just set up your tent and, and camp for the weekend. Um, they have a, a traveling tavern that is out there that you can, um, after the fair is over, go out and hang out at the bar and, and drink and, and um, carry on. Um, hung out with the, the group of the rat catchers and and kind of just hung out with a bunch of really fun, friendly strangers for the weekend and made some good new friends. And it was a lot of fun. And um, it was my first – I'd been going to Renaissance Fairs for uh, five or six years before this. And had recently started acquiring in the past two to three years an actual outfit, um, an actual costume to go along with this. Um, so I could actually blend in with them. That's one of the the prerequisites to joining the Rat Catchers. You actually have to have a period appropriate costume. Last year, I had my lounge wizard costume, which was literally a blanket with Scooby-Doo on it. <laughs> and <laughs> That I tied it. That was like a poncho <laughs> that my mom made, and it's fucking awesome. Not period appropriate, but I did wear it to fair, and it was a lot of fun. Um, I but, thought it was hot. Uh, it was hot, but I'm usually only there at the fair for the morning for a couple hours, um, so it didn't get that bad.
2: I don't. I never and understand. F- like, did you ask them there, like the the regular fair folk? Like, did you ask them why do you have this in the like hottest fucking days possible?
0: Like. <laughs> It's, I mean, so in Oregon, we really only have like two to three guaranteed months when it's not going to rain. Ah, uh, um, okay. And, and I mean, we'll have good days during, during April, during May, whatnot, but you also, you have no idea what the weather's going to be like. It might be shit. It might be great. Um, so you really have to, if you're going to do some sort of outdoor festival activity, it's got to be in July, August, and September. And chances are it's going to be eighty-five degrees and above, which sucks. But the fairgrounds um, at Canterbury are pretty shaded. It's essentially under like this huge old oak grove that's been that's had all like the briar bushes cleared out. So um, there's there's a good amount of shade there. It's not one hundred percent uncomfortable, but the costume that I have, which is a kind of a, a friar tuck like set of robes is relatively warm when you're out, you know, running around from kids playing the game of tag. It, it, it got pretty sweaty and gross underneath there. So it's, it's not the best. Um, but I had a lot of fun. It was, it was a pretty fantastic experience and, and I enjoyed it quite a bit.
2: They have, um, they have rat catchers at, um, the fair in Nashville. Uh, cause I've been, oh. to, I, yeah, I've been to that a couple times. I wonder if they're like, like a knockoff group or if it's a member of that family or, or what
0: I can't, this seems like a pretty local group of folks. So it's either, it's, it's either just like another thing that has cropped up. I don't know. I'll, I'll have to contact them. Um, cause there is another fair For coming. copyright up in. infringement. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are they called the rat catchers?
2: Uh, man, I don't really remember, honestly, because it's been like, it's been before Henry was born, so it, I mean, it's okay. it's been years, uh, but I, I know that they had rat catchers and, like, the, the game that you mentioned where, like, the kids yeah. go and find, the, like, it was that thing. um oh, cool. So, I mean, yeah, it seemed neat, but, uh, yeah, I have no idea if it's, like, just kind of, like, a, a members of that family or if, you know...
0: I would say almost definitely not members of that family because they're—it's a pretty small group. Um, but they do own the Rat Catchers Facebook page, so maybe they're the uh, the original ones. I don't know. I'll ask them. I'll—I'll
2: um, I'll make yeah. them aware that
1: they're being ripped Get off. Get to do a deep dive. Everyone <laughs> assault them on Twitter if they're real or not.
0: <laughs> but um, no, it was cool. It was a lot of fun. Um, you know, every year I go to the Ren Fair and I, I grab a few more. Um, accoutrements to my to my costume so i've got this um, gigantic utility belt full of of books and potion bottles and and um trinkets and stuff so and i was telling you guys uh before I, i i cracked my um my weapon cherry and actually bought a a realistic looking weighted mace to go along with my friar costume. So um next time I'm I'm out and about I will be um armed. Um yeah.
2: Is it so. have you dubbed it the Super Basher?
0: Uh, well it's only in the SNES version is <laughs> the Super Basher. So it's the Holy Basher in the PC Oh version. really? Um yeah it's a Wizardry Five joke for for all you folks here who are waiting for us to get to the <laughs> right. actual game oh, content. Yeah it's everyone coming. knew that everyone Just knew wait. that
2: <laughs> everyone heard Super Basher and they're like oh yeah that's a, there's the there's the Wizardry five jokes.
0: <laughs> I don't have anything to really carry it with though so i need to go i need to go get like a uh, a ring for my belt to, to wear with it the butt you need a target you know, shield i do
1: <laughs> See, i'm gonna i'm gonna take all the the glory for your accomplishment Phil because i'm gonna say that because i know you're you're kind of an introverted person so i'm your all, all of your outings on on tadpog have given you the bravery to go out. To this rent fair and join up, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take all the credit for. You're welcome. You're welcome for us building your uh, your uh, confidence and oratory skills. You're welcome.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. It's it's been a long six year process, but um, mm-hmm. you've gotten me to the point where I can actually hold a conversation with another stranger uh, human being. Um, so I appreciate that. It still <laughs> is not. <laughs> <laughs> it's still the the toughest part of of the rat catcher is the salesman part. Which not not I, the I AIDS? <laughs> 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 that, it's that
1: looking at a kid easy. and giving him AIDS. <laughs> I'm so sorry.
2: But you're, you're being a good sport about this. <laughs> now here's a Jolly
1: Rancher. It's not going to get rid of the AIDS. <laughs> is it an AIDS cocktail, Jolly Rancher? Nope, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Phil, I you know it's crazy cuz it's like every time I'm around you uh mm-hmm. I never like would have like pegged you for an introvert quite honestly. Uh um, really? yeah, honestly because it's like I don't know, you just seem like a really cool uh gregarious character to me, mm-hmm. but maybe it's uh I don't know. I don't know, maybe it's That's- because you're a, I don't know. We met. We met in a much different way than I think a lot of strangers
1: meet. Well, it was a written yeah. word format for a long time, which is Bill's right. forte. Yeah, that is true.
0: Yeah, that is that is how I I seduced my wife over a period of of many years in college. Um, so <laughs> creepy notes I'm, under a
1: door, love it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm very. I'm much more charming in chat format than I am in in actual human to human person contact format. But um, um, as you can tell from from. The gradual progression of this conversation over the past hour, uh, lubrication helps uh, a little bit with that. So
1: that's good. And almost always all you can interpret that.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
2: well, thanks for uh, reminding me that we've been doing this for an hour. We should probably talk Forty, about
0: Wizardry
1: 5 40 minutes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can cut that whole Soda Jerks thing out if you want. That probably nope. took like 30 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. I I can just lift it. We can put it on Patreon. It'll be fine. There'll be a weird gap where it's
1: like I say. You take all that and you double it. Okay, we just do, we just do it all over again. we go ahead and make this eighty minutes and just have it be soda jerks twice. One more soda jerks? Yeah. I, look, I can get on Wikipedia.
0: Have you ever done a thirty minute stinger? We can do this thirty minute stinger.
1: What we what? Damn. We we thought about that the other day. Yeah. About having like an hour long stinger.
0: Here's here's. This will be an interesting test, though. I'll be, I'll be curious. So, uh, since I have um, apprenticed with the Rat Catchers, I have since befriend multiple members of them on Facebook, and I'll be, I'll probably be sharing this, this episode on Facebook as well. So, I'll be.
2: They are well, not going to like the AIDS stuff. That's
0: the thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah, I was planning like on sharing this, and now I am not sure if I, I'm going to do that. Yeah, I
1: would not do that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't do that because they most definitely give kids AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> no no bones about it. <laughs>
2: they also debone children.
1: <laughs> <Yep>. I've heard <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. Yeah.
2: you guys want to talk about Wizardry Five? Let's
1: do it. Do you hear that, no. Dave?
2: No Phil no <laughs> You're out. bye. Like you know, the, the main reason I came on this show was to share it with my new friends, the Rat Catchers. And you fuckers messed it up for me. And I sat through 30 minutes of soda shit. Only for you to say they give kids AIDS. Fuck this shit. I really wish we could abruptly end the episode right there.
1: Just... <laughs>
2: <laughs> Everybody listening is like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> Did Dave
1: as Phil get so upset that he ended the podcast? That's like that one time when Josh wanted to call out of work when he was a delivery driver at Pizza <laughs> Hut and he told his boss that you had gotten in a car wreck, Dave. <laughs> right, and he I needed remember to this. leave and his boss was a jerk about it. And Josh got so upset, <laughs> he he eventually left. and came over so mad, like, Dave got in a wreck and I couldn't leave. <laughs> you know I didn't get in a wreck, Josh. Still, I was <laughs> worried about you.
2: Still, I he did got, not want to work. He got <laughs> so
1: wrapped up in his lie, it became offensive.
2: It's not a lie, if you believe it. It's true. Oh, Do you hear that, Dave? Uh, I do hear that. It sounds like... So many innocent children. <laughs> Come here, kid.
0: <laughs> Ow!
2: <laughs> hey, kid. I think I left a quarter in the in the the uh, phone booth over there. Yeah, I know you've never seen one of those ever in your life. But could you check the change? Could you check the coin return? Do you remember that rumor? Uh-uh. Where it's like people were uh-uh. hiding AIDS needles in the in the coin return on
1: payphones. I remember right.
2: hearing that as a kid, and it's like, okay, I'm never never reaching my finger in there <laughs> again because I don't know exactly what AIDS is, but uh, I hear that it kills you. But it
1: sounds, I mean, Magic Johnson has it. I love Magic Johnson, so we can't that can't be all bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> every every Easter, Magic Johnson goes to phone booths and hides AIDS needles inside.
1: <laughs> it's his AIDS blood he's like, no, no, no. It's reverse. Like it's like an AIDS vaccination.
3: Yeah.
1: Of course, I hear that.
2: Uh, which ushers in a segment that, that, that we like to call "Dave reads from Wikipedia" and is now afraid he's going to be sued by a Renaissance Fair troupe and Magic Johnson,
1: allegedly. <laughs>
2: Okay, guys. Wizardry Five: colon, Heart of the Maelstrom is a fifth is I'm sorry is the fifth scenario in the Wizardry series of role playing video games. It was published in 1988 by Sir Tech Software Incorporated for the Commodore 64, Apple II, and as a PC booter using DOS. A port for the SNES, which is the one that we're going to be talking about here Mm -hmm. on this episode, all hail the randomizer, uh, and the FM Towns. We'll get to you, FM Towns games. Relax. (laughs) Uh, They were later developed and published by ASCII Entertainment in Japan. Wizardry 5 was released in the U.S. for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System by Capcom in 1993 Mm. and subsequently re-released for the Saddle – I don't know how to pronounce this Mm – Satellaview subsystem? That sounds right. right. Does I ring a bell for anybody? Satellaview? Vaguely. View? Under the name BS Wizardry 5, <laughs> <laughs> which I love. In the B, It's BS Wizardry the number five, not in Roman numeral five.
1: So Wizardry just, V, it don't make no sense. We don't. He, we at, we at That's Citella five in Roman numerals. Oh, are we in Roman? <laughs> <laughs> Put a goddamn five on it. Bullshit. An American an American number made in America five.
2: The Satella View connected Lincoln's to a number. Super Famicom with a BSX cartridge and memory pack. It was a it was a Nintendo thing. Mm. I didn't know about it at all. Look at that guy. Stacks and stacks. Alright. Trying to cash in on that on the Genesis stacks. That's pretty much it for Wikipedia. hmm Phil, why are you here?
0: Um I am here because the local blockbuster in my youth um, frequently had copies of Wizardry Five available. Uh, for some reason, people did not rent this game very often, and I um, took advantage of that and and rented it quite a bit. And um, like a like a kidnapped person um developed a a love of this game over many many rentals and eventually ended up uh buying it from i'm sure some thrift store or or somewhere i'm not sure how i actually acquired the game but i've i've played this game for upwards of of 20 plus years
2: have you finished it before
0: no i've never beaten it i've gotten far
2: i want to i want everyone to remember that (laughs) yeah uh, ma- not to give you shit, but mainly just uh, so that everyone realizes that you love this game. You've been playing it for 20 years, and you have not finished <laughs> it. And once again, that's not like that's not against you. I just want everyone to remember that. <laughs> it's like
1: Nicole and Banjo Kazooie. So, <laughs> but it's
2: different be- a little bit because, like Wizardry Five, I get the impression that it is a very long mm-hmm. game, and it is the kind of game that you are, n- man. If you don't look anything up if you're trying to get the yeah. full enjoyment out of it and you're in your drawing maps and everything like this game could take this game could take 20 years
0: <laughs> this is ab- this game is obtuse as fuck and there is not a lot of information outside of the the re- they you got a good tome a good um, instruction manual that comes with it but not everything is in there and um there's in fact there's a lot that is left out of there and you just learn by dying uh, essentially this is a very unforgiving game, and most of my attempts to learn spells and monsters and items and everything was to uh, die, reset, and try again.
2: See, I think it is I think it is unforgiving in a way, but I, on the other hand, I also think it's very forgiving because they give you an out and you can pretty much save... I mean, you can save scum your way through this, right?
0: Yeah, that's, that's essentially what I do, is, you know, you can save anywhere you want, so whenever you're about to do something risky, save, do it, die, restart and and learn and move on from there.
2: And I think that, like, we we definitely wanted you to come back on here because we talked about Might and Magic 3, which we mentioned earlier. Uh uh-huh. I want to go ahead and get this out of the way. I think Wizardry 5 is a lot more fun than Might and Magic 3. I had, a, I had a much better time with it. And I wanted to go ahead and say that now because we were talking about, you know, how Wizardry 5 is obtuse as fuck, which I agree with that, but... I think that it is less obtuse than Might of Magic 3 because, like, or at least the SNES version, because it was, I could tell that the SNES version was designed, like, Capcom was like, people are going to be playing this on the SNES. So we got to, yeah. like, make it easier to, to play on an SNES. I don't feel like we got that in Might of Magic 3. I felt like we got, mm. well, this is how it is in the PC version, so that's pretty much how it's going to be. Little be able,
1: just let them use the mouse. Right. The SNES mouse that we all own. <laughs> <laughs> I... I didn't like playing this game. That does not surprise me. But man, I loved watching you play this game. You like watching this, me this play this? This was the my favorite thing you have ever streamed on Twitch. Really? I thought it was so much fun collectively as a group. Mm-hmm. You make you having the map behind you and making the map like I love like watching you play this was a lot of fun. Well, thank you.
2: I wanted I wanted to draw the map because Phil, you had mentioned to me that even in the instruction manual for Wizardry Five, they tell you essentially to draw the map. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so I wanted to get the real experience the closest way that I could because, like, as a kid, I would definitely – I could I could see myself as 11, 12, 13. I could, I could see myself getting lost in this game because mm-hmm. I loved, you know, drawing maps and, like, level design and all kinds of stuff like that. It's like I had gra- I had a binder full of graph paper for the longest time that I would just – I don't know, man. Draw mazes draw on. Draw square boobs. Draw square yep. – mm-hmm. pick a size. <laughs> pick a size of square <laughs> boobs. You got them. <laughs> Uh, so I would have like I would have lost myself in this game, and um, I I think I would have loved it. And that kind of like came through a little bit when I was playing it because drawing the map was weirdly satisfying. It was it was fun mm. to like start with pretty much nothing, and then at the end of like four hours, pan back and look and be like, yeah, look at this map. It's like mm-hmm. I realize there's a whole lot more to this map, but it's kind of like. It's almost like a really, really slow version of revealing a map in like Symphony of the Night. I got that same mm-hmm. kind of feeling where it's like, okay, I've revealed more of this dungeon, but I know there's more. So let's keep going. Let's mm-hmm. keep like let's keep filling this map in. Let's see where this takes us. And I totally like even as a thirty-seven year old got kind of swept up in it. I could totally see myself as a kid, like in the, like the summer break, for example, like it would have been done. Like This would have been all I did for a summer, essentially.
0: Because and you I, had the advantage of doing this on – on. you had a, a mapping um, – not a mapping program, but you had a program that you're using to, to build the map with, um, which kind of gave you free reign to draw it wherever. Um, I, I went ahead and started – when I started my replay for this for the podcast, uh, I got out some graph paper and started drawing it. But obviously with the graph paper, you have edges and, you know, if you don't center the map where it's supposed to be at, sure. then all of a sudden you're going off edge and it, it kind of fucks it up. So it's um, y- your process was a little bit slower, but also a lot more, you know, forgiving in terms of, you know, being able to, to kind of draw accurately and, and, and um, replace it and, and redraw it. And when you make mistakes and things like that. So, um, yeah.
2: I know. What, I'm glad that you brought up the map and like how big it can get because um, Wizardry Five uh, did some things for the series uh, that were completely new. And one of those things, because for the most part, I this is the first Wizardry game I've ever played. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but for the most part, um, I feel like I, I, I did research. So it's like it's kind of one of those where it's like, well, this is th- these are things I've read. They're not personal accounts. But uh, Phil, have you played any other Wizardry games?
0: So. Mm, yes I this was the first one I played and then when I had my my PlayStation 2 there was a wizardry game like an offshoot that that was not part of the original series um that was made for the ps2 um, I didn't realize that until I think last week that it wasn't actually part of the wizardry series and it makes sense because the tone and the feel of it is is much more. Japanese. It's got a very anime feel to to everything with it. And so I, I feel like this is the, really the only Wizardry experience that I've gotten.
2: The The reason I ask is, it was mainly I was curious if you had played any games previous, like before Wizardry 5, uh, because this game, uh, before this game, apparently the map was restrained to like a 20 by 20 grid. And in yeah. five, they, they break that. So they can, they can not only, dungeons mm. can not only be larger, but they can be different shapes. They're not constrained to a square. Like you could have a long dungeon, you know, with a lot of width. Uh, yep. They can do stuff like that. Um, they added NPCs to interact with in Wizardry 5. Uh, mm-hmm. Up until f- this version of the game, that was not a that was not a thing. Uh, they added the ability for thieves to hide and ambush opponents, mm-hmm. uh, and they added a swimming skill, which I have been assured does come into play at some point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> level level three is when you run run into your first pools, and and essentially a, you'll you'll run across a pool and it'll have an undetermined number of uh, um, levels to it. It might be four levels deep. It might be 10 levels deep, whatever. And each of your characters has a swimming skill of one that you start out with. And you, It's probably good enough. Uh, yeah. You, you, <laughs> that, that means you can go to level one in that pool and be fine. If you want to go to level two... You can but you have a risk of drowning but if you don't drown then your swimming skill will get better and so you essentially have to save scum your way towards improving your skill in swimming and each level of various pools will have treasure and items, poisons status effects, death, just kind of everything and and it's um, just kind of a random grab bag but um, but yeah it is you know it's an, it, another interesting um, aspect of the game.
2: Are there other are there other skills in the game, Phil?
0: I'm trying to th- think. I don't think, you know, that's that that is one thing where like Might and Magic 3 had right. this huge list of skills that you could choose from. And there really isn't any skills outside of just combat mechanics. Um, you know, the, there is one, the the bishop slash wizard is able to identify items on their own. Uh, the thief slash ninja is able to hide. And then in combat and then do, I think, double damage or triple damage when they attack. Um, but in terms of, like, actual dungeoneering, I don't think there's any actual other skills um, that each, each class has.
2: And see, I honestly, I prefer the way that, I prefer the way that Wizardry 5 did it over Might and Magic 3 because I know Might and Magic 3 had other skills and had a lot of them, but it's like, I don't want to, like, knowing that I had these that these skills were available and I, A, had no idea how to use them, B, had no idea why I would use mm-hmm. them, uh, and C, didn't know where to game them. It was just like, I don't, this seems mm-hmm. like garbage to me. <laughs>
1: well, that's how it was playing D&D for the first time, too. I remember that's like, true. forgery? When the fuck am I going to use forgery? Answer, probably twice. Yep. <laughs> and the entire time that we have been gaming since we have been in our early 20s. I think it honestly has come up like two or three times. Yeah, yeah, I can't think of anybody who's really used a lot of forgery. And
2: it's usually an NPC because all the PCs are like, why would I take forgery (laughs) when it's only come up two times? (laughs) 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 And it's also like – it's one of those skills where it's like, I don't know. I guess I'd take it if I wanted to like – derail campaigns and be like oh you want us to go to this castle and fight this thing how about i just write a letter from the king that says we don't have to do that (laughs) roll a 20 show it to the guy we don't have to (laughs) do
1: this
2: (laughs) i guess i'll be level 10 forever
1: (laughs) (laughs) thanks bye good game good game
2: good game it was excellent the finale was perfect
1: what's your character's
2: name forge (laughs)
1: <laughs> like
2: the X-Man?
1: <laughs> yeah, but with, like, pins and shit. <laughs> He's not good with machines so much as he is with pins and shit. <laughs> In fact, like, they didn't even call it forgery before him. They, yeah. just, they, just, called it, they just called it Paper Lion. <laughs> you had a question, Phil.
0: I was, I was going to ask you what... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I feel a lot of guilt when I try and get the podcast back on. on <laughs>
1: no, back. No, somebody's got to. No, do we're the pretty much. To
0: the listeners. <laughs> somebody's yeah. got
1: to. It's not going to be the host. Yeah, we're relying <laughs> on you, Phil. It, this is, your, what, this what is did, your job.
0: What didn't you like? What, what, what turned you off about the game, Tyler?
1: Just, it was, well, one, the alignment mechanic was, now I understand uh-huh. it, but holy uh-huh. fuck uh-huh. was that frustrating. And ro- rolling for, for classes years. and shit like that, like, just, I love character creation, so yeah. just getting started is
2: frustrating. Yeah, it, my character creation session took uh, two hours.
1: Yeah, it's a long I mean, because you just have to do—because there's a lot about this game that is a good idea, but in in practice, it falls apart. So, like, you need a good party to do well in this game, and to get a good party, you're going to go through a lot of bullshit at the beginning. And you need to know already how to balance a proper party.
2: Yeah, that's true. But I'll be honest. I feel like a lot of the character create, as far as like party balance, there are only like six classes that you can choose from, mm. or, or maybe there's seven. Uh, but it's like I feel like if you have and you build a party of six, uh, so I feel like if you are if you have if you go into this with like any like D and D knowledge or something like yeah. that, you can probably piece together. Well, I'm gonna need somebody who can heal. Uh, and I mm-hmm. probably might need a thief, and I'm probably gonna need some frontliners, and I, it might be good to bring like someone cast spells for damage. So I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but what I definitely agree with is like how arduous a process it is mm-hmm. to get a good party. Because like, okay, so Dig Duggy gave me a hint, and he was like, "You want at least two samurais in your party," and it's like, okay, no problem. Let's roll some samurais. And, uh, it turns out that in order to like play as a samurai, you have to meet certain ability conditions. Like Mm -hmm. this is all, I'm making this up, but like your strength has to be 15. Your discipline has to be 11. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. there are strict numbers that you have to hit, which wouldn't be a problem but on average the character that you're going to roll whose ability scores are randomly generated on average you're not going to have a lot of samurais no. you're going to have a lot of no. you're going to have a lot of like thieves
1: <laughs> the video i watched the guy who was very late in the game had a party of two lords two samurais a oh, thief God. and a wizard
2: a oh, lord like that is like the hardest one mm-hmm. to get because it's like the lord has i think Each ability score has a requirement where it's like even the samurai and the ninja are kind of lax where they're like, eh, you don't need to worry about luck or so much, you know, but like Lord is like, these are the numbers you got to hit at each Mm -hmm. ability score. And I mean, it's kind of cool because it's like the samurais, uh, the lords and the ninjas are all, and Phil, you taught me this, are all a combination of the lesser classes, which are fighter, mage, cleric, thief, and wizard. So it's like uh, a samurai, for example, correct me if I'm wrong, Phil. that is uh-huh. essentially a fighter mage,
0: yeah, yeah, it's fighter who can cast spells with a, a little bit less. you don't get the same number of weapons and armor, but you do get access to katanas and and other samurai specific weapons it's a red mage, yeah, yeah, it's red mage uh
2: and then the 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 lord is essentially a fighter cleric, is that right
0: yeah it's it's a paladin paladin for pretty much.
2: Uh, and in the, in the non Nintendo version, uh, the, is the Lord a Lord still, or is the Lord like, oh no. In the, in the SNES version, the wizard is a bishop and the cleric is a a priest. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. I did have it. The
0: SNES is, yeah, it's, we don't want any religious uh, aspects to this. So bishops become wizards, priests become clerics.
2: And even the wizard is kind of a mix of classes too, because eventually the wizard starts getting cleric spells.
0: Yeah, they're they're kind of the so there's there's four basic classes and there's four specialty classes. The wizard is like the easiest of the specialty classes to get to. It doesn't require a whole lot of of um I think it requires like twelve intelligence and twelve um devotion to get. So it's a pretty easy benchmark to clear. Um I I I did enjoy the, the class system they have here, which I think is originally designed that you get kind of a basic party of fighters, clerics, thieves, um, and, and mages. And then as you level up, your stats level up and you can reclass like y- you can go back to the adventurers in and and start change your your class you know if you have a fighter who's leveled up and you meet all the benchmarks for a lord you can become a lord you start back as a level one lord you still retain some of your your base um i think hit points and and statistics and you can kind of start a new which is which is pretty cool I, i i enjoyed that aspect of it when you're when you are creating characters there is kind of there's a dice rolling mechanic where you have your basic stats, and then you get anywhere between like eight and twelve bonus points to add on to create your your character. Every like tenth or twentieth roll, you'll get a huge bonus. Of you know, I had um, I think I rolled a a what was going to be a thief, um, you know, a hobbit class, which has a lot of um, luck and and agility. Which was Tyler in my party, and I had a forty seven point bonus to his to his stat rolling, so I had forty seven extra points to put into all of his stats and so I just pumped him up um as as beefy as possible and yeah. turned him into kind of this super powered samurai who you know this little Dominion of hobbit samurai um who they was always the front say I'm, line a, beef, of my I'm party. a beef boy that is <laughs> a
1: real beef beef boy samurai <laughs>
0: So that's that's kind of uh, unfortunately, you know, in in later games, in later RPGs, the re-rolling process is often just like you press reroll and it rerolls your your stats. Here, you actually have to like create the character, name it, delete delete name the character, choose delete a raise. It. <laughs> Yeah, you have to create the entire character, which which if you're efficient at it can take thirty to sixty seconds, and then delete it. And then create it again to get another re-roll. So it's it is an arduous process to try and get that that perfect starting party. If you don't want to like build up for it,
2: I think the maximum because there's a guide on GameFAQs as far as like character rolling, mm-hmm. and I definitely uh-huh. wanted to check it out because me being me, I was like, I want everybody maxed out. I want this to be a smooth
1: fucking yep. a smooth ride. Don't got a lot of time. Got to make it good. Let's do it.
2: Uh, what I discovered is that sixty is the the max roll that you can get yep. and Jesus. that is like a 0.2% chance of happening. So what ended up happening was like anytime it was over 10, I was like all right, you're in. We're good. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yep. You could be the strawberry of this party. Go ahead. All exactly. right, you're in. Yeah,
2: I didn't have a strawberry. That's a shame. Mm-hmm. I I should when have you, thought about that.
0: <laughs> Tyler, you're talking about the alignment system in here which for for twenty plus years, I didn't understand how it worked until I actually looked it up today. Leading into the podcast, and um, your your characters, so alignment is important in this game. In that, different classes have to be certain alignments. They can some classes like the ninja are are evil only. Some classes like the lord are good only, and they cannot mix in the party. Um, so you have to have neutral characters. Can can. both can be with both good characters or or evil characters and that's fine uh but your characters will change alignment in the dungeon and for is for the decades that i had played this game it seemed completely arbitrary like they will randomly change alignment in in your party and so they can they can exist together you'll have your good and your evil characters after they've changed in the party but if you go back to town And if you kind of change your parties around, which happens if, if you die and you have to go to the temple or if you're paralyzed and have to go to the temple, or if you go to the training grounds and change, uh, classes, then it kind of, your, your party disbands and then you have to reform them. But if your alignments have changed in the party, then your evil characters won't mix with your good characters. And there is a way around that. You can go down into the dungeon, but it's a pain in the ass, but it's pain in the ass. Um, And I didn't understand what that mechanic was, but apparently there are random uh, good, quote-unquote, good monsters in the dungeon that if you come across them, it'll ask you, do you want to fight this this wandering group of monsters or do you want to leave them? And if you choose to fight them... That is considered an evil act and will turn your alignment evil. That is nowhere in the text of the manual. I looked for it. That is that is just kind of it's just a mechanic that is not explained and it's it's one of the frustrating parts of this game that that definitely um kind of colors it in a negative light for me.
1: But now we know.
0: But now we know. Because
1: <laughs> so when you were telling me, I was like, why do characters randomly change alignment in a dungeon? That's fucking awful. It's like I can understand uh-huh. if you
2: like Attack and helpful NPC, but it's like the, right. the the encounters that you're going through in there is like they're regular enemies that you're mm-hmm. normally fighting. It'll say like a group of magicians attack. <laughs> it's like fight or leave, and it's like uh fight, I guess because I fought like two hundred magicians down here. And monsters yeah.
1: will sometimes surprise you. So I would think, do you want to fight? Like oh, I got the jump on these guys. Of them getting the jump right, on exactly. me. Right, exactly.
2: I thought it, yeah, it's the rever- I thought it was the reverse end of that <laughs> mechanic. Mm-hmm. Totally. Which I think is natural to to think that.
1: Yep, yep. Uh,
2: but I still honestly think that even with all that, this was a more straightforward endeavor than Might and Magic 3. Like, trying to figure out the fucking hieroglyphics that is the menu system in Might and Magic yeah. 3. In Wizardry 5, everything's spelled out. And all all your options are kind of right where they need to be. You don't have to, like... All right, I'm in the middle of this thing. Well, let me go oh, all the way, all oh, all the way over to the right, and then back down. Like everything's nice and kind of like it's right there. Everything you need to navigate through the menu is just right there, yep. and I really and appreciate it, that.
0: And it's so fast and efficient. And um, if you're if you're moving through from character to character, like you're you're selecting your first character in your party, and you have him, you know, sleep in the inn. When you come back out it'll have your second character selected so you can go back and then it'll have your third right. character selected and go back if you dis- if you if you choose to um, inspect a trap in in you know the game after you have defeated the enemies and they've left a the chest when you go to disarm the trap there's there's a list of maybe 20 traps that it could be yes. and it will automatically select the trap that you had identified so the menu system really makes it you know a fast kind of move through yeah. through with and it, it's yeah, like it's yeah. so refreshing after playing Might and Magic three, yeah. and that was just absolutely just a slog to try and get to the menus.
2: And I think I feel like Might and Magic three just moving around in the world felt like it took a lot longer because it's like, yeah, I mean, it was just very like it, ju- it felt like moving in a dungeon or in the overworld of Might and Magic three kind of felt like you're trudging a- in comparison to Wizardry five, where I mean, it's still not super fast, you know, you're still very much going like tile to tile to tile. It's not like Wolfenstein 3D or Doom or anything where it's like seamless, seamless Mm -hmm. motion. uh, You're very much looking at a screen with brick wall, another screen with brick wall, Mm -hmm. but it's, but it's going faster.
0: And those, well, David, go ahead, please here. So if you, I'm not sure if you, you got a chance to experience this, but if you press the forward button down, you essentially sprint. It, it automatically like goes as fast as possible through, you know, as a straightaway as you possibly can. Um, if you press the A button, which allows you to open doors, that, that yeah. moves you forward one. So you can actually kind of maneuver left and right with the joypad and then press A to move forward um, to, to kind of maneuver through the dungeon a little bit faster. The shoulder buttons, the, the L and R, will strafe you left and right. Sure. And And there's these little kind of like um um the, these little things that kind of make it a little bit more of an enjoyable experience to to maneuver around um and and the feedback is so fast compared to Might and Magic 3 that it's it's just you know if you know the dungeon if you know the maze which after playing the first level dozens of times like 20 I can, years
3: I can,
0: <laughs> yeah i can i kind of know the first first level pretty well and i can maneuver through that really quickly and get through it really fast and and you were kind of commenting on how how long and how little you had explored over your your four hours of gameplay sure, but yeah. like after you after you play that a whole bunch you can really really just rip through it without a whole lot of effort which is which is nice and not something you can get from from
1: do we uh, know how many Imagine levels 3. there are Endless. There are 8. There are <laughs> yeah, 8 total. The abyss.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 8 total plus like the secret level 777 um, which Tyler you would you had looked up a looked I, up I, I and, watched and I a video. Yeah, what
1: is 777 seven, seven, so, other than being lucky? Cuz <laughs> finding any like YouTube videos or anything on this like not a lot of, not a lot of stuff on it and what I what no. the majority are it on DOS and not Super Nintendo. But the the playthrough I watched one guy that had built his ideal party of the Lord of the Samurai because he said, like, Lord's the best. Samurais are great. you got to have a thief if you want to do it, and you got to have a wizard to identify shit. That's your best party. And mm-hmm. that he had gone through, and he was farming all these materials and shit like that so he could get it and go down to the level, secret level 777, where all the hardest monsters in the in the game were and all the secret shit. So I didn't finish it. It was, it was hours and hours and hours yeah. long, so I did not
2: keep watching. <laughs> well, I like the... I, I bel- go ahead Phil
0: I to say I believe level seventy seventy seven 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 I believe that level has um has a deity a, as kind of a boss um you know you had ex- you had gotten to the temple of Brotherhood in the first level um where the the cleric there always um proclaims lala be pra- lala be praised and from what I understand Lala mumu is a deity in the wizardry series um and you actually get to fight Lalamumu in level 777 7, 7 in this game ah, and th- that's where you get that's where you get the best weapons and armor as drops if you if you kill Lalamumu and it's uh various um kind of sub bosses there
2: there is no cow level
0: there's no cow level
2: that's just what Lalamumu <laughs> makes that me think close. of it's <laughs> fucking diablo and it's like is that like a weird like reference <laughs> to wizardry
1: a little bit, a little bit,
0: maybe. Because
2: like La La Mumu is a very stupid name. I want to go on the record and say <laughs> that.
0: Uh,
2: I do think that Wizardry Five definitely slacks in the naming shit category mm-hmm. because it's yeah, some
1: pretty good NPCs, oh. some pretty good <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, pop
2: up. yeah. So it's like the the gnome cleric that you meet, like one of the first NPCs who like tells you what this. Orb of the Brotherhood is like mm-hmm. all about. Um, his name is Gobbledygook. Yeah. So like, there's that.
1: But, I mean, to be fair, it's a that's a pretty common gnome name. It is.
2: Uh, yeah. It is. <laughs> it, you're right. You're right. You're
1: right. Uh, I think you fight a very small enemy called a gobbledygook in Final Fantasy VI. I think, you're which, right. as you told me, came out the same year as this game.
2: Yeah, Final Fantasy VI slash uh, Three came out in North America the same year as Wizardry V came to the SNES. Yeah,
1: it, which puts this game in a weird perspective for me because it very much feels like a game out of time. Because as a kid, like. I can't say I would have faced against Final Fantasy VI and the games of that ilk. I could not have gotten into this. If I had played Final Fantasy VI first and then tried to play this, wouldn't have worked. Would not. It's like, like when Kendall was little. If I fed her the sweet potatoes and then tried to feed her the green beans, yeah. it's not going to work. It's going to be <laughs> the other way around.
2: Come on, man. Green beans are like so much better than sweet potatoes <laughs> Like on every level. Mm, I want a baby when you just want that sweet shit. I don't, just, that sweet. I don't know, man. Green beans. I'm all about the green beans.
1: If I gave her green beans first, she she'd chow them down. Yeah. Give her sweet potatoes first. Try to give her green beans. The fuck is this? Oh, yeah, no. Man. I-, I gotta tell you, I like potatoes a lot.
2: I don't really believe that sweet potatoes are really a potato. Because like
1: I <laughs> sweet potatoes are the worst. Man, well man, we gotta take you to tater day. Teach you about some good good taters. <laughs> <laughs> some good taters. Good taters.
0: So in in the PC port, Lalamulu... Lalamulu... Lala, fuck, <laughs> vodka,
1: failure,
2: fired.
0: <laughs> Lalamulu is uh, a dragon in the PC port. In the SNES port, it's a llama wearing a toga. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. I like to think that was Capcom being like, "That's a stupid <laughs> fucking name." <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is like, uh, so Tyler, you said that this game feels like a game out of time. Yeah,
1: I would have had to have been younger to be able to enjoy this game. Like, if I played it in nineteen nine, nineteen ninety one, ninety two, 1991, 92, when I had time, but again, like, this might have been beyond me at that age. Like, seven, eight years old, I'm not going to get this game. So I don't know when is a good time that I would have had time and intelligence enough to decipher this game and enjoy it.
2: And to put it into more perspective, um, and keeping with the comparison to Final Fantasy, um, this game, when it originally came out uh, in 1988, uh, I believe that Final Fantasy One was already out, so I, I think I think mm-hmm. Final Fantasy Two, the Japanese Final Fantasy Two, and Wizardry Five, uh, the original release, came out in the same year. And then what's ma- to make it even weirder is, I mean, Capcom. Ported this to the SNES like five years later, so it's like, yeah. and it's and I was reading that when Wizardry Five came out originally in '88, reviewers were like, "This looks dated and archaic." And on the PC, it really does because mm-hmm. it's like oh, yeah. there are no wall or floor textures. It's just a black screen with like white wireframes that like give you the some semblance of a 3D space, but yeah. not really. I mean, it. I say 3D space like very loosely. It gives you an idea where it's like, okay, I can imagine there's a wall to my right. Uh, Capcom adds textures to the walls, which is is a, a big improvement. Mm-hmm but still it's like this is very boring
1: like if i and not not a dig on Ian, but i feel like if i've uh, was of Ian' generation this game would have been timed pretty perfectly for me so i feel like anything beyond that that this game is a little it, it's just not the right time for you to play play this game like as an adult like i kind of love watching you play this game and seeing yeah, you it's... figure it out like that was really fun but like I feel like this is not the time for us to dig into a game like this exactly, you know? No,
2: it's definitely not. And it's like, I think on that stream I even said, you know, like, if I didn't do a weekly podcast with random Super Nintendo games... I could probably like stream Wizardry Five until it was over because it mm-hmm. was so much fun. I had such a good group in there mm-hmm. in Twitch chat who were like not only helping but it's like cracking jokes. It very much. It was weird. It felt like a very weird D and D session because it's yeah. like technically we are going <laughs> through a maze and fighting monsters and we're making jokes at the same time. Everybody being upset about Frank. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. <laughs> Frank, my Hobbit thief, who uh, died constantly. constantly he was named after Frank (laughs) Reynolds. I named all my characters in my party like after different characters Characters that I played in DD games mm-hmm. would associate with the races where it's like a dwarf, well, the Gehrman, mm-hmm. Uh a dwarf that I've played twice in two different games. <laughs> uh, also, a Glim. he mm-hmm. was my gnome mm-hmm. wizard in not only your, ga- your D&D game your d game, but in Wizardry 5. And then I was like, Hobbit, hmm. Well, I want a Hobbit in the party because they make the best thieves, but I've never played a Hobbit before, nor have I really played a memorable Halfling, which is the the – Hobbit adjacent.
1: Yeah. But I say, I'm trying to think of a Halfling character of yours.
2: I don't think I have one. Yeah,
1: I don't think you do either.
2: That's a blind spot. So I was like, well, I guess I'll just make Frank Reynolds from Always Sunny. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's 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 Hobbit like and steals things. Perfection. <laughs> and he died constantly in <laughs> <at> the dungeon. <laughs> or if he didn't die, he was like the one who was like had two hit points where everyone else has twenty left, and it's like, well, we have to go back to town because Frank's hurt. <laughs> go ahead, Rosco. Rosco, Roscoe, I, for, I forgot about yeah, Roscoe, Roscoe. Yeah. But Roscoe's more NPC territory. It's true.
0: It's interesting that that you kind of brought up the time frame of this, Tyler, because that's literally a a note that I have, that this game is a product of its time. That this... um, It's almost, with the mapping so encouraged it it's kind of this like it has to be the right age point with the right time when that was something that would be considered a feature it's almost like an extra bonus interactive element of the game that you get to you have this video game but you also in the real world get to interact you have to draw your own map and make that part of part of your gaming experience whereas if you have a game if 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 you have a maze type game now and it didn't come with a map, you would be pissed off. That would be mm-hmm. yeah. that would be yeah. a huge negative feature. And there is a map in this game. There there are spells that allow you to do the map, but but
2: how good is that, the by the way? Not not to like derail us because I never use the map spell. Like is oh, it's it, good.
0: It's no good? no no. It's I I use the map spell to confirm what I'm drawing on the map. But you only have a limited number of spells before you have to go back to the town. So gobbledygook
1: has an, like a, a trinket you can buy from him that lets you just use an item and generate the map. But it's super yeah. expensive. Super expensive. <laughs> he's at the beginning and you only see him the one time before he disappears and he's gone forever.
0: He's not gone forever. Oh, OK. He, if you go back, to, if you go back to town and then go back in the maze and that's this is how it is for all the NPCs. If you go back to town and go back in the maze, then they will respawn in the maze where they where they typically are.
1: But you were also telling us about a treasure pot
2: that you can steal from that then will kill you. If you're curious, (laughs) if Frank tried to steal the trinket from Gobbity Gook, the answer Mm. is yes, he did. (laughs) 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 He tried to. Uh He only managed to steal about 800 gold before he was caught. (laughs) I just kept, I kept attempting to steal the. Like (laughs) eventually, it's going to give me the trinket, right? No, it didn't.
0: So I'm, I'm curious. did you guys ever own one of those electro or, or know people that had the electronic football games?
2: I've heard of them, but I don't I've never known someone mm-hmm. who
1: owned them. I mean I bet this Dennis
0: did. This game strikes me as as kind of something similar, where it is a product of its time, whereas this would only be popular with a specific age group in a specific time in history, and at no other time would it ever be considered like a viable product? And I really think that's that's kind of how this, this fits, like, from 1988 to maybe 1992. Like, this for... makes sense.
1: I would like to see, like, the next season of Stranger Things, Will sits down to a, a computer and plays this on DOS and names some sort of enemy from the upside down, like, La La Moomoo. It's, it's a La La Moomoo.
2: And if that happens, we'll know. That the Str- that the Stranger Things people definitely listen to this
3: show.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like it's weird. And the new episode, the new season of Stranger Things, like they play they play Might and Magic three, they play Wizardry five. All the kids get AIDS. Uh, they definitely <laughs> listen to Ted Talks. They
1: exclusively eat Daniel style chicken from the back of the Dollar General. <laughs>
2: Uh I, did you mention that because I'm wearing the Dave style <laughs> yep. chicken shirt I I'm wearing the Dave style chicken shirt uh, which Phil actually designed the the designer is, is on the show Uh, I wore it today uh, to record because uh, this is a shirt I don't mind getting sweaty (laughs) (laughs) and (laughs) shirts.dadfog.com if Uh, you want your own I went to the gas station to pick up this monster energy drink which I mentioned earlier (laughs) which I man I wish I got a venom uh The girl behind the register gave me the weird – like she looked – she gave me the pityingest look that I think I've received in a very long time. she get that at a Goodwill? <laughs> she looked at me like – she didn't think that she and I were on the same intellectual plane. <laughs>
0: Did you, did you buy a Goodwill shirt because it looks like you, kind of? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Sir, is that chicken you on the shirt?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sir, are you a, a chicken polymorphed into a man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, uh, Tyler, you
2: were asking Phil. I interrupted. You were asking Phil about the pot of gold.
1: Yeah, like, you said that in the DOS version that there is, like, this treasure, this, like, treasure... Um, a, a pot of gold with a face on it that can give you hints. But you can also steal kettle. gold out of it, and it will always fail and track you down until you're dead. <laughs> that
0: that was my experience yesterday trying to steal from, from the Laughing ke- Kettle, and it caught me uh, three times in three attempts, which was enough to teach me otherwise. And it will... It, it's a level. It's 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 on the first level of the maze, and it just obliterates you. Every attack it does will do twenty to forty hit points worth of damage. Good when, lord! When you have twenty to forty hit points worth of hit points, and it will also paralyze you and put you to sleep, and occasionally just outright kill you. Um, but that's that's one of the things. This this character is is one of the things that's kind of a, a holdover from the. Um, from the Apple II version where you would, when you ran into NPCs, you would actually type in your commands. You would type in your your text to them. And the laughing kettle that you talk to for donations, it will give you hints as to kind of how to maneuver in the game. So like the first donation for 100 gold, it'll it'll tell you that to to essentially interact with other NPCs, you need to type in hail friends.
2: Oh my God.
0: So that when you run into other NPCs, <laughs> if you if you type "Hail friends" in, then that will initiate a conversation. Oh into otherwise. man! Yeah, yeah. And in this game, it eliminates that entirely. Whenever you talk to an NPC, <laughs> you Jesus will...
2: Christ! That's so that is so obtuse. <laughs> like that is the worst.
0: One hundred percent. You talk to an NPC, and it goes through an automatic dialogue screen of the NPC talks, and then essentially the last proper noun that they say, you then pose as a question automatically, and then it answers that question, and then you pose another question automatically, and it's just in the SNES text.
2: In the SNES version,
0: right? Yeah, yeah.
2: Because, yeah, I mean, like, anytime I had an interaction with an NPC, I did get, like, an exposition dump automatically. um, Yeah, and then at the
0: very end it'd be like, exposition dump? (laughs) Right. And then you would go through that.
2: And then you get another wall of text, and then finally the NPC's wall like, okay, text. bye and then disappears.
0: <laughs> okay, bye.
2: <laughs> so in the yeah, other versions so. with like you had to type in conversations on the keyboard.
0: Yeah, yeah. and supposedly if you if you you know if in games of that era if you type in curse words, it would respond in kind back to you with with pithy comments back. So um, there was a little bit more. Meet to the conversations for the PC version, then for the for the SNES.
2: Yeah, but how do you get the information that you need? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I guess that I, I don't know. Because it's like <laughs> if it were a D and D game, like a DM would. Most of the DMs I know, I can't speak for all DMs, but most of the good DMs <laughs> that I know would be like, oh, they didn't ask about this thing. That really they need to know about, like, in order to right. like really progress the story mm-hmm. that I've created. So this is just gonna mention that, and then hopefully one of the PCs is like, wait, what do you mean? What do you mean about this MacGuffin that you just mentioned? <laughs> but it's like a video game has
1: no way of doing that. You know what Why I mean? Why didn't no like, one in that tavern talk to me? and say Hail Friends. Go, right, yeah. Sorry. Exactly. <laughs> Joke's on you. He thought you were an enemy. <laughs> <laughs> well, now your alignment's evil. Now, no one, right. now you can't be in the party with that one guy. Because <laughs> I read, uh, I was listening to like the DOS version and that characters, because you could, multiple people could play on the same record and have multiple parties going in the dungeon, so characters were password locked. So if someone else got on your record, they couldn't take your characters into like their party or into a dungeon, and that at yeah. certain intervals, it would ask you for passwords oh that you'd have God. to look to prevent piracy, oh, right. that yeah. you'd have to look in the manual for these passwords that you'd periodically get asked by NPCs or doorways or shit like that. <laughs> if you didn't answer correctly, like, did I, you I, die? <laughs> I guess you, you probably just couldn't progress. That was just yeah. it. Nope, you got a party copy. Womp Which... womp.
0: <laughs> In the SNES version, which is I, I actually kind of think is a cool mechanic, you essentially have one save slot for the entire game and um, multiple instances of like single-use items. So if you go to get the get the Orb of Lilgamin, which is a, a unique item in the first level, which allows you to emple, enter the Temple of Brotherhood, if you restart a new party and go into the dungeon that orb is not going to be there anymore because it's already been collected. So you can have multiple parties in the dungeon at once and they can actually interact with each other. If you know where your first party had saved, then you can go to where that exact square in the dungeon where they saved. And I believe if you if you use the search function, then you can find that party and then trade items back and forth with them, which is on the, on the one hand just kind of feeds into how obtuse and and kind of <laughs> weird this game is but on the other hand it's 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 pretty neat that is neat, yeah. that you can you can have kind of this it 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 gives the dungeon it gives the maze almost a living feel to it that it's been lived in that it's been used and that when you go back into town and sell items to the shop that those items are there in the shop if you go sell a bunch of high level items to the shop they will be there for the next party to go by and there are only as many items as you have sold to the shop there are you know just like might and magic three there are only you know some items like the very basic short swords long swords they they're, they're gonna have an infinite supply but of the specialty weapons they will only have a certain amount that you have sold back to them which which i you know i think i think it's a pretty um, fun aspect to it if if not a little bit frustrating in its in its implementation
2: yeah i think it's i think it's a fun quirk for sure um, and I, you know you talked you you mentioned might of magic 3 which made me think of another big difference between the, these two games uh, and that is like in wizardry 5 i don't think we've specifically said this yet there's really no overworld Like, when you're doing all this town stuff, like when you're buying things and you're recruiting adventurers, a.k.a. rolling characters, uh, you are doing that in the only town. Uh, It's very much, in this regard, it's very much like Diablo, where it is, there's a town, well, the original Diablo, where it's like there is a town and there's one dungeon and that dungeon has floor after floor after floor and you're just mm-hmm. going deeper and deeper into that dungeon which in Might and Magic 3 you had this overworld that you uh would travel and then there were dungeons but those dungeons were very small in comparison to the dungeon mm-hmm. that is Wizardry 5. Yeah, um, Wizardry
0: 5 is there everything is maze. There is there is 90% maze and that's about it. A uh, little bit of little bit of town, a little bit of castle um experience but most of it's just navigating the maelstrom.
2: I like that. I prefer that because mm-hmm. it's like in a game that in a game that's not like easily accessible because I I think I mean I on, I think Wizardry 5 is more accessible than Might of Magic 3, but they're both let's face it not very <laughs> yep. friendly games. Yep. Between those two it's like I would much rather just like Okay, no, there's only one dungeon. Great. Like it, like, it narrows it down a little bit where it's like, I never have to worry, oh, do I need to get a key from another dungeon and then bring it back into this dungeon to open a door? That is never mm-hmm. even a concern. It's just like, everything that I need is in this dungeon. I just have to find it. And, it, yeah. it, and it's weird because it's like, I guess if you look at it in the wider view, you could say in Might and Magic 3, oh, it's anywhere in the game. You just gotta find. You just gotta <laughs> yeah. find it, which is very much the same as like yeah. Wizardry Five, because the game is the dungeon. But I, I don't know. It, it Wizardry Five felt more friendly to me than than Mind of Magic did.
1: I could agree with that.
0: A few last minute things I wanted to point out: um, the the combat in the game, um, all the weapons have different um, ranges that that ca- that affect different th- that are affected differently depending on where you are in the combat. The first, you, so you have a six person party. Your first three three characters can essentially attack anyone that you want. The last three, they need to have weapons that are short range or further back. Close range is like you can only attack from the first three three parts of the party. Um, Short range, medium range, long range, you can attack from the back rows of the party, which is frustrating at first because essentially with a level one party, your three frontline fighters do damage and your three backline characters, they really can cast maybe one or two spells or they parry. Um, But once you actually get, get those weapons and are able to kind of maneuver your party um, based on who has what weapons, then there's a little bit of, there's some small strategy in terms of giving someone, you know, maybe a bow or maybe a, a pike or a halberd, something that can attack from the back row. Um, so I thought that was kind of, kind of, an interesting mechanic that gave a little bit more depth yeah. to to combat.
2: Yeah, I like it too. I like the front row, back row stuff, and like how the weapons interact with that that row mechanic. Yeah, I, I think it's really cool. And I, I know that I, I read that Wizardry Five was kind of different and had all these things added uh, to the series that didn't exist before because this game was actually originally designed as an entirely different game. And it was pitched to Sirtek, and they were like, "We really like this, but we want you to redo it as a wizardry game." So mm. I've I've read mm. that that's where a lot of these like newer things f- came to the series. Okay. From.
0: Small small pet peeve: um, the spell system is really hard. So all the you don't spells love nonsensical are...
1: fantasy names for the <laughs> for basic, so, uh, common sense spells.
0: Yeah, so all all the spells are in a different language um, that is a, a completely made-up language, and you whenever you want to cast a spell to do basic things like heal a party member or cure them of poison or paralysis, you have to go find the instruction manual and search up what um, um, Duma Pick or Dialco or uh, Milwa or whatever other sort of nonsensical spell name they have, uh, what that equates to. Um, So yeah, that's frustrating. Uh, If you're a wizardry fan, these spell names persist across the entire series from one through five and and beyond. This the same spells. Um, But when you're first picking it up, you have no idea what they do. And it's outside of the ones that you use over and over again, like your healing spells or your map spell. Um, It's really easy to forget what they do, and you're just constantly having to go back and find out what is the spell that cures poison? What is the spell that cures paralysis? What is the spell that um, causes damage? So that's annoying.
2: Yeah, that is kind of annoying. I get it. They want to immerse you in the world, but yeah, I mean... And, and if there weren't that many spells, it wouldn't be a big deal. But there are a lot of spells in this game. I mean, you know, each class kind of
1: has its own spell, its own mm-hmm. list of spells. And um, yeah, there are a lot of those. It just reminds me yeah. of playing D&D with Leva whenever she played an arcane trickster. And she's like, my character wouldn't like the way all these spells, like, are, are named. So I'm going to rename all of my spells to <laughs> what she would like them to be called. Yeah. So then she would call out her names for the spells, and everybody at the table would be like, what? What is Icy Stars? Yeah. <laughs> Haste to get away. What? Expeditious retreat. Oh, uh, okay.
2: But I also want to add that um, the reason this is not a video podcast is because the entire time Phil was explaining spell names, Tyler and I were silently trying to kill a mosquito. <laughs> <laughs> He would take a swing at it, and it would fly towards me. I would take a swing at it, and it, would fly towards him. We're doing this, like looking at each other, speaking with our eyes
1: while Phil is talking. You get it; it's closer to you. <laughs> yes, my friend.
0: Um, permadeath is a thing. I'm not sure if you've you've run across this, but when your characters die, um, they get the status ailment Doom, which you need to go to the pre. You need to go to the Temple of Kant to to revive them and you pay an exorbitant amount of gold that is as a a, a function of their level the fa- the higher level they are the more it costs and there's a chance of failure with that and if it fail if it fails then they turn to dust
2: yeah i think they have to fail twice right because it's like yeah
0: and to revive someone from dust costs so much more than the original exorbitant amount and that also can still fail in which case it deletes the character permanently from the file and they are gone forever and unlike with the save file like when you when you save an out party and can return to it once you're in town that that is kind of a, an auto save feature so if you if you die if you if your character is obliterated at the temple of cant you cannot return to them so essentially when i would play a game and a character died I would just restart from a save file within the dungeon because I didn't want to to face possibly losing a level thirteen character.
2: But then you don't get the uh, the dramatic uh, scene where they try to raise the character from the
0: dead, where it's Warmer. like, "Murmur, chant, implore, Frank lives."
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, organ music plays, and it's just like, "All right, that was definitely worth five hundred gold. That was definitely worth fake money." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they're also like there are little dumb quirky things like that where it's like if you're in the dungeon and you like you press up when you're to go forward when a wall is in front of you like the the text screen just shows up this is ouch I mean it, <laughs> I mean it's just shit like that where it's like that they knew that you needed feedback that you know yeah. that something was happening. Um, and you get a sound
0: effect when you hit the wall. As well, you're right, which is nice.
2: Yeah, it is. It is
1: nice. And who is that duck of sparks? He's the, the spiritual consultant. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so you can get the rubber duck from um, I forget. There's a character in level three that has the rubber duck, which allows you to dive into pools as deep as you want without having to have any sort of skill level. No
2: condom any, or nothing.
0: <laughs> no condom or nothing. As deep as you want. <laughs> And you trade that Rubber Duck condom to the Duck of Sparks, and I think he gives you something. I'm not sure what, but it, then you can go back to the character that gave you the original Rubber Duck and get another Rubber Duck back. Um, but yeah, the, the Llamas and Togas, um, Duck Wizards, this game has a lot of nonsensical shit into it, um, which gives it a little bit of character, but also adds to how obtuse it is.
2: Yeah, but I, I mean, I like that character, honestly, because it's like, it's it's... Kind of tongue in cheek. A lot of it is because it, it feels like it feels like a d like an old school d and d game, like a maybe a second edition game that like mm. that. Just isn't very serious. like it's kind of like a, a beer and peanuts kind of like tabletop d and d game where it's like the focus was dungeon crawling. I mean, that's yeah, that's pretty much the that's what you do in this game is you dungeon crawl and there's silly stuff that's thrown in. it's It's kind of like I don't know they it's not meant for you to take it super seriously. And it's, like, it's weird because it's, like, when we play D&D now and, like, oh, when a lot of people play D&D, like, there's joking and stuff like that. But a lot of, like, the games I see played and the games that I play in and the games that I've run have silly elements in it. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it's, like, a dramatic story mm-hmm. that that's being told, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, I, um, I, I never liked the the games that are entirely silly where it's, like, all right, go to – Clown, fart, keep.
2: Yeah, they get great gotta,
1: gotta fight Bill Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <you know? laughs> oh, well, all right. <laughs> gotta watch out for Socks. <laughs> socks, yeah, the Great Worm Dragon Socks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and uh, in Bill's construct saxophone, <laughs> the, the saxophone golem. That you have to fight. All right, never never mind All right, we're doing we're it. doing this game. <laughs> Patreon exclusive. The Bill, the Bill Clinton era White House game.
0: Can we, can we expand it to the the ex presidents' um expanded universe? Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> presidents of future past. <laughs> <laughs> So does this game belong on IGN's top 100 Super Nintendo games?
2: Not a chance, man. <laughs> no. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit, mm-hmm. but but not a chance. I yeah. mean, just because I enjoyed it doesn't... You know what I mean? Like, looking at it's it... It's a very
1: certain yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, very much. Is, it's a, a game, is a, this... Go ahead, Phil.
0: Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, is this game better than some of the games on the original IGN list? I think so, but the original IGN list... Also holds back a number of good games like Secret of Evermore, Lufia One. Like, there's a lot. Wait, I thought of you actual... said good games. <laughs> hey, <laughs> don't you just besmirch these these quality <laughs> quality products? <laughs> Mighty
2: from Power Rangers. I'm fucking with you. Yeah, Mighty from Power Rangers. Good mm-hmm. game. I mean, yeah.
0: In in the actual list of the top 100 games, this doesn't belong on there. This could knock out, I think, a couple of different games on there, if only because Super there, there isn't there isn't a first person dungeon crawler on the top 100.
1: There's yeah, I I could say that there should be one. That is a genre in and of itself. I would put one of them on the list. Until we're done, I think we can judge which one should be on the list. But but it might be Eye of the Beholder. Yeah,
2: potentially it <laughs> might be. I don't know. Of all I the ones we've that, played, this I is the best. I don't think it
0: belongs on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't. Here's the thing: I don't think there there isn't any like SNES exclusive first person dungeon crawler like there is for the Genesis. I think all the SNES games it, of this genre are just ports from from the Apple II. I like, can see like where that's
1: also a disqualifying feature. Yeah, that it's port like, that it's a port. Yeah. yeah, port of the PC games. For, like eh, for Genesis,
0: yeah. you know, Shining in the Darkness, part of the Shining series, is a, mm-hmm. a first person dungeon crawler. And it's it's good and it's good. It, it has all the features of like a shining force kind of. It I've heard a lot about feel. that and I've Me been too.
1: interested in that.
0: I I bought it on on Steam a while back and I played through the first dungeon of it and it's good. Like I definitely recommend it. It's it's in the same vein as this, but has a lot of that kind of anime kind of feel to it and it has its own its own personality, which which I would recommend playing for sure.
2: The FM Towns version of Wizardry Five um, had like an anime kind of like style to the art, and more so than the SNES version mm-hmm. and, like, the Apple II version. Uh, mm. And I think it's interesting. Hardcore Gaming 101 uh, has an article um, on Wizardry 5, and it's really good because they give you a whole – they include a whole bunch of comparison screenshots, and you mm-hmm. can kind of see where it's, like – on the PC versions of this game, like, there are very sexualized monsters. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. there's like lots of cleavage, lots of leg, uh, that kind of stuff. And it's like um, less clothing. And, you know, they dial it back in some of the other versions, but in the SNES version, especially, it's like the most clothes, no breasts are shown, no legs are shown. Mm-hmm. It's like very, like, they even like redrew sh- sprites completely because it's like, um, Like, in the Apple II version. A dragon,
1: how pornographic. La Toga. (laughs) Right.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, it's like the succubus in, like... Succumbus, please. I'm sorry. The succumbus has many different forms depending on which which version of the game you're (laughs) playing. Because, like, the Apple II version has, like, a close-up of, like, a very, very disturbing, like, (laughs) winking woman with, like... (laughs) just the worst lips that she's licking <laughs> and she's got this like Lucille Ball hair and horns mm, mm. and it's like but the effing... like a
1: good Lucy Ethel hybrid <laughs> yeah, yeah right that we all need yeah. <laughs> a demonic Lucy Ethel <laughs> so Lucy Ethel jam <laughs>
2: But it's like the FM Towns version has, like, the succubus is essentially a topless woman who's, like, leaning back, Mm -hmm. seducing somebody. jerkable, yeah. Yeah, Definitely jerkable.
1: A a succumbus has got to be jerkable, let's be honest.
2: Solidly jerkable. Uh, But in the the Super Nintendo version, they're just, like, they just put a whole bunch of clothes on that (laughs) sexy demon. (laughs) Even the title screen, like, uh, the title screen of Wizardry 5 is a giant heart shape, not mm-hmm. like a beat beat heart, but like a cutesy heart that's drawn with a sword through it. Kind of mm-hmm. like a mom tattoo, classic mm-hmm. mom tattoo. Yeah, of course. <laughs> that's being held up by two kneeling women. And those women are naked in like every other version of the game. But in the SNES version, they are wearing like drab like you ultima online resurrection robes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we're going to leave everything to the imagination. We're going to dress any woman like Jesus, like (laughs) white Jesus, just a robe and a rope and some sandals. I'm sorry. I think you mean white Kanye.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, sorry. I went on, I went on my, I went on my my pro body rant. (laughs) I don't know. I get it. You're, you're Nintendo's marketing to kids, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know, man. He's up a little bit. I mean,
1: make it a statue and yeah, roll with it.
2: It's fine. You don't like like in of magic. It's like you don't need to put like a neon bikini on a statue. It's okay.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you Got any achievements? Thank you, Phil. Because I was like, "There's I've, something. I've listened, there's something I've we do next." For, <laughs> I've listened to this for five hundred and twenty plus episodes.
1: <laughs> I'm so sorry.
2: I'm so sorry. Much like Wizardry 5, uh, which is a Stockholm Syndrome game, we're your Stockholm Syndrome (laughs) podcast. (laughs) The the law of the sunk cost fallacy dictates that you continue listening to this show. You're my Gypsy Rose, Phil. (laughs) (laughs) I do have some achievements uh, that came in from Twitch chat. I got a lot of achievements from Twitch chat. Thank you very much to everybody who hung out in the stream uh, and submitted achievements. Um, if you're interested in submitting achievements for a future episode, please, I I invoke, I implore, I pray that you join me on a Sunday night uh, at 8.30 Central, uh, and and we can hang out and, uh, and play a game. Uh, these are—it uh, was a hard—I had a hard time choosing because they were all very good, but these are my three favorite ones. First achievement comes from Dirtbag Keith, <laughs> and this achievement is, I'm not a damn cartographer, alternatively named— Eat a bag of dicks, Gygax. <laughs> 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 and in order to unlock I'm not a damn cartographer or eat a bag of dicks, Gygax, you need to get someone to draw your map for you mm. or just go outside because this is bullshit.
1: Everybody, you got to get a Josh Nance. Josh Nance was always party cartographer which in is, our D&D games. Which is
2: great because, yes. Uh, next achievement I got comes in from Dick Duggy uh, who gave me that sweet Samurai's tip, uh, which is not as dirty as it sounds. Uh, his achievement is: Where on earth is Carmen San Diego? And in order to unlock where on earth is Carmen San Diego, you need to lose your party in the dungeon, then create a new party to try to find them. Uh, and he adds, "Good luck, haha." How did I there miss are... an
1: entire party standing in this dungeon we were walking through? You can tell me you were looking for them. You didn't search, man. Yeah, no, sorry, yeah, sorry. Didn't use the search command. Oh, you didn't that's, search that's... for them and then say, "Hell, friends."
0: <laughs> that's a pet peeve I have that I wanted to bring up. That the that that. Um, kept me from progressing for about an hour plus last night that the search for doors and the search for items are two different search functions that do not, do not equate. So I was looking for a silver key where there should have been a silver key, but I, I used the wrong search function and couldn't find it and only realized my mistake, um, much later on. So I,
2: I wasted so much time looking for secret doors and uh, like in typical D&D fashion, it's like I would get to like the end of a long hallway with a dead end and be like, there is a secret door there and I would search for a secret door and it would say, you find nothing. But deep down, I'm like, that's definitely a secret door.
0: <laughs> well, and it depends on which direction you're facing, because it, it doesn't matter that you're in the square. You have to search in four different directions for a secret door to make sure you've searched every single wall correctly.
2: I assumed that just based on, like, Wolfenstein 3D mm-hmm. style of, like, searching for secret doors. But, like, I, I guess what, bother, what bothers me about like, on one hand, I think it's really cool that it takes you a long time to search for secret doors. Because it's like, when you do search... PC style, DOS style, like a black box pops up with white text in it and it says searching, dot, 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 dot. And it's like those dots just keep going for a while. Like it's a loading mm. bar essentially. Mm-hmm. And it's ah. like it takes time to do it, which I love on one hand because it's like there's not really a good approximation for that in d Because like what I hate is when I'm running a game yeah. and someone's like I search, for, I search for hidden doors and it's like you don't find anything. All right, I'm going to search for hidden doors here and say, yeah, you don't find it. There's, like, no good representation where it's like, mm. dude, this is taking hours for you yeah. to do this. But in the real world, in the meat space, when you're playing a game, it's like, fuck, I am not going to spend 30 seconds in every tile of this dungeon looking <laughs> for secret doors. I'm just not going to do that.
1: Because it just reminds me of playing through the Cauldron mod that I ran for everybody. Yes, And our our, our former friend that played with us secretly had a copy of them of the mod with him and he was like tearing through this dungeon in a playstyle like he's never been this good and then i realized that he has a copy of the mod and that's what he's doing when he his character comes up to a wall that i know has a like the biggest treasure stash behind this wall and he's like all right i'm gonna search for i guess i'll search for secret doors like i don't know here it's like okay roll that search check it rolls like a one and he's like uh, somebody else. I feel like there's really uh, there's really a door back here, and, <laughs> and I think all, at that point you caught on yeah, too, yeah, and you totally were like, right. I, if I don't you know, You didn't man. find anything. I trust you. <laughs> you checked it. You checked it. I'm not, I don't need to waste my time. He was trying to bend the rules to figure out how he could do it again, like because he knew like there's like a I wield a katana, and there is like a plus one katana behind this door. Like he was so frustrated, but oh well. <laughs> <laughs> I've got
2: one last achievement Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. came in from Twitch chat. This is actually, this came in from from Nathan Eaton. And I got to be honest with you, like, there's one that he submitted that is better than this one, Mm -hmm. but I wanted to choose this one because I get to sing. Uh, This comes in from Nathan. She dreams in color, she dreams in red. Can't find a netherman. (laughs) (laughs) In order to unlock that achievement, you need to destroy ten nethermen which are these, like, weirdly, like, skeletal tribal enemies that fuck Frank up on the regular.
0: Man, yeah.
2: His other achievement that I really struggled with, and this is cheating uh, because I'm essentially giving him two, but please, no one make a big deal about it, is I kicked the map into the river, (laughs) which is just like, it's it's not every day you get a sweet, sweet Blair Witch Project (laughs) reference. (laughs) Uh, in order to unlock that one, you need to run out of spells right when you need the damn map yeah. spell, which 100% happened to me. Mm-hmm. I got lost in my own fucking maze, even though I made this intricate map. What happened was, okay, look, th- for the most part, this dungeon looks exactly the fucking George same.
1: George is getting upset. George is getting upset.
2: <laughs> it looks exactly the fucking same, because it's like you got brick walls, the doors all look the same. Like, there's a section in the, in the dungeon where it's like, you go through a single door, there are three doors in front of you. You go into one of those three doors, and there's three doors in front of you. You go into one of those doors, there's three doors in front of you. So it's like, yes, I have a map, but I'm in a hurry to get out of this dungeon <laughs> And there came a point where I got lost in the dungeon, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I've got that spell where I can uh, open up, I can, I can conjure up a map." And I had just used my last spell, so I was pretty much <laughs> fucking stuck. So anyway,
1: you just got to realize that sweet Three Doors Down reference—they were really <laughs> right? trying to push on you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, unfortunately, I could not be Frank Superman.
0: <sighs> so at Tadpoak Church, I was, I was trying to make pithy comments and chat using Simpsons quotes. Um, which were largely being ignored because you were working on
3: <laughs> on, the,
0: uh, on the map. But before I knew what I was doing, I'd come up with some pretty good half-assed achievements. So um, I, I kept those, kept track of those and wrote them down here. So the first one I have is, I have to go now. My planet needs me. I which saw that one you,
2: like five minutes after you said it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Which you achieve, I have to go now. My planet needs me when you kill your first enemy. Because every time you kill an enemy, um they just the the sprite of them just vertically drops <laughs> yes. off the screen.
2: Yeah, it's not like in Final Fantasy. Fanfare. It's not like in Final Fantasy where they like shake and turn red and disintegrate. It is very much like it is. It's like the, the cell, the animation cells like pulled straight down.
0: Uh-huh. The second one I have is called uh called one six hundred The B <laughs> is for bargain. <laughs> And you get call one six hundred Doc dorb The B is for bargain when you find the Orb of Lilgaman.
2: Oh, I love it.
0: The final one is, uh, and you call this a temple despite the fact that it is obviously a maze, <laughs> <laughs> which you get when you find and meet Gobbledygook at the center of the Temple of Brotherhood, because you you enter the Temple of Brotherhood and there is fanfare. There is text that says you enter the temple but it's still just the same texture <laughs> as yeah. the rest of the maze. There is nothing to indicate otherwise that it is a temple. It is obviously a maze.
2: And in fact, you're being, f- you go into the temple of brotherhood and I'm expecting like, I don't know, interactions with NPCs. Instead, I'm just being constantly attacked by enemies. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's like, to it's like point- you have proven yourself worthy. You go in and it's like, you are attacked by magicians. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah to, the po- the, to the point where you thought the actual, like standard monsters, acolytes, and and magicians were part of the brotherhood attacking you. When it's like, no, these are just these are just random mooks that are in the that are in the maze. Mm. So that's what I got.
2: I'm sorry, i mi- I'm sorry, I missed those in chat, Phil.
0: Yeah, it's fine. It's it's you were you were doing more important things. You were you were experienced the game as it was meant to be experienced. Mm.
2: I like mm-hmm. to be interactive with chat on Twitch, but it is like. That map, man, I had to stay focused on that map. <laughs> Tyler, do you have any achievements? Nope. None? None. <laughs> All right. Okay. How about <laughs> uh, Lala Moo Moo died on his way back to his home planet?
1: Because that's, <laughs> that, that's one joke I did forget to tell. And last week, Stinger, I talked about Billy's send off whenever, like, because I read the, the joke I read leading into that YouTube video was the Power Rangers when Billy thing. got poochied, which is 100% what happened.
2: <laughs> I got some questions for you guys.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I want to know how much this game is. How much how much do you think a copy of Wizardry 5, Heart of the Maelstrom goes for, for the Super Nintendo? Mm-hmm. Goes mm-hmm. for uh loose. 5260. 5260 Ooh, wow. from Tyler. Phil, what do you think? Now you kind of have an unfair advantage. You own this game. You bought this game, right?
0: But I, I bought it like Decades ago, right. I, I have no idea what it is. Um, and Tyler is generally really close on these. You're right,
1: because I've never so seen I'm, a live copy. i never heard of this, so I'm assume it's semi rare. Or you could be sitting true. on Harold Arthur's uh, college education. We don't know. We'll find out.
0: I'm second guessing the the number that came into my head, but I'm going to go with it. Um, I'm going to say thirteen dollars and forty seven cents.
2: $13.47 mm-hmm. locked in yeah. from Phil. Actual retail value of Wizardry 5, Heart of the Maelstrom, loose for the Super Nintendo, on average, according to pricecharting.com, is $9.60. <laughs> oh, that was
1: way off.
2: So let me ask, a, I, I normally ask this, and sometimes it's a joke, but now I seriously mean it. Mm-hmm. Do you think this game is worth $9.60? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, to would, to the I would player. Yeah, I
2: would totally pick this up if I found. I wouldn't go out of my way to like buy it online, but if I were at like a convention or something and I saw this game for like ten bucks, yeah, based on the experience I had with it, I think I'd pick yeah. it up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you want to take a stab at how much it is? Complete fifty two sixty. All right, fifty two sixty from <laughs> Tyler. Phil, what do you think?
0: Yeah, I'm, um, eighty dollars,
2: twenty six dollars and seventy four cents. Wow. All right. New is $91.51.
1: Man. Didn't think this game would be that cheap at all. It's a cheap
2: game. I don't think people liked it very Mm. much.
1: (laughs) Well, no one liked any of the rare games. That's why they're rare. Yeah, that's that is (laughs) that
2: is true. And I don't know, maybe with it being Capcom, maybe it had I don't know what its release looked like. Maybe it had a decent distribution. I I don't know. Mm. But it's like I, I'll be honest with I you. I guess if
1: it's huge in Japan, then maybe like overall it's not that.
2: And yeah. I did hear that it is much more popular in Japan than it is here yeah. in North America. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. I mean, cheap, cheap game. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. I have uh, probably 10 more questions for yeah. you guys. Yeah. Um, yes. I got a quiz from Ross Rachel Green that came in. If you would like to take this, oh, yeah. I would. This quiz is entitled Witches and Wizards and Warlocks. Oh, my. Perfect. Uh, ten Dave-style questions about fictional witches, wizards, and warlocks. Really glad fictional was added in there. I know uh, <laughs> Alistair Crawley is completely out. Uh, though some are definitely sorcerers. Are you okay. Are you ready okay. for me to begin the questioning? Let's do it. That's what we should call the, this This segment of the show is the questioning. <laughs>
1: The questioning.
2: Ning, ning. <laughs> this sorcerer has a medical degree. Has Doc, to be Doctor Strange. Strange. Locking that in. It is, in fact, Doctor Strange. Next question. This wizard was the PC of the father of RPGs. This wizard was the PC of the father
1: of RPGs. It's so,
0: not uh, is it? No.
2: What was the name of...
1: Gygax's wizard.
0: Gygax's wizard. I,
1: Elminster? I don't know. I have
2: no clue. But see uh yeah, I don't know. I would think it would be one of the Greyhawks, not not one okay. of the Forgotten Realms yeah. wizards. Like I would think it'd be like Morden Kaiden or Bigby or you know, like one of those guys. Yeah. Morden Kaiden's
1: probably a good guess. But I really don't I I, have no I clue. really don't know. Manshun Fat
0: Cock the Girthy. <laughs> <laughs> of the Girthy clan?
1: Kermit Froghopper.
2: <laughs> You want to go with Heinen? Uh, yeah, as good a sure. guess as any. I think we're going to feel pretty stupid when we see the answer. I don't know. Here it is. It is. It's Mordenkainen! No. Yes! <laughs> Holy shit. Yes! Nice. All right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I can't believe that happened. All right. Great. Oh, Third question. Best I, thing I, I, happened to me this week. <laughs> no shit. I literally, I got very excited about that. There is no money prize. There's no cash money. <laughs>
1: You've been that happy since you guessed Fanta was Nazi Coke. (laughs) 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 All right,
2: next question. So
1: we got that. We have to get
2: all of these right. Yep. Next question is, this wizard defeated a dragon by turning it into a germ. Merlin. Is that Merlin?
0: Yeah, Sword in the Stone.
2: Yep. Locking it in. Merlin from Disney's Sword Mm -hmm. in the Stone. That was Mean Madam Mim, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, Mad Mad Mad, mad Madam mad, Mim.
1: Mim. Sorry, I mean she's also mean. She's Mean Mad Madam Mim. Mean and Mad.
2: Next question: The wizard is also a detective named after a non-fictional
1: magician. Tyler, I'm trying to think of his full name. Harry. Well, it's Harry oh. Dresden, but it's Harry yeah. something.
0: <sighs> if, if Harry Dresden isn't fine, then yeah, it's Harry Dresden. I'm upset.
1: He has four names. Harry something Copperfield Dresden. Copperfield. There's, yeah. the, there's the real
0: magician yeah, yeah, yeah. in there?
2: Okay. So Harry Dresden logging it in.
0: Fat cock. Harry fat cock <laughs> Copperfield
2: <Dresden. laughs> it, it is Harry cock Blackstone Copperfield Blackstone, Dresden. Blackstone.
0: That's
1: what I was forgetting.
2: So we, we got that. Yeah, we yeah, got, we yeah, got yeah. that. We'll count it. Next question. This sorceress was supposedly related to King Arthur.
0: Can you say that again? You cut out?
2: This sorceress was supposedly related to King Arthur. I think it starts with an M. Um, yeah,
0: it's Morgana. Is Morgana it Morgana? Okay.
2: Morgana Le Fay, locking it in. Thanks, Phil. It is Morgana Le Fay. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Harry Dresden's mother in uh, the series.
2: And I just want to remind everybody that Merlin did kidnap a high school football team one time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I forgot about the game.
2: Yes. Uh, next question. This sorcerer seeks the power of a magical artifact to take over the world, often capturing a princess in the process. Is that Maleficent?
0: Sounds like Ganon to me.
2: Oh, sorcerer. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ganon. Ganon. Lock that in. Are we going with Ganon or Ganondorf? Ooh. So,
0: wasn't there a... magician, evil magi- magician character in the Link to the Past game that kind of worked for Ganon? Agenham. Agenham, Agan, 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 yeah.
1: Agan, I always said Aganham, but I know that's wrong. This is a shakism. So, Again. But, but he's the Ham. one you fight before you get into the dark world. You reflect his stuff back at him. But I still say Ganon. Mm-hmm. I think Ganon's pretty good. Ganon, you
2: guys want to go Ganon? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a real big, like... Zelda guy. Ganon
1: slash Ganondorf.
2: Ganon slash Ganondorf. All right, mm. covering our bases. I like it. Locking it in. It is Ganon.
0: Okay. Okay. Don't overthink it.
2: Yeah, and that's my specialty. Next question. And now the stakes are... Re- since of <laughs> this like, is probably like the highest stakes quiz I think that we've ever taken. Uh, this wizard changes color after battling a formidable foe. That'd be Joseph and his Technicolor. No, Dreamcoat. Dreamcoat, right? <laughs> changes color? After battling a formidable foe. Oh, um, Gandalf. He goes from Gandalf to gray. From gray to white. Right? You're right, after the Balrog. Yeah. Yep. Is that it? Yep. All right, we're logging it in. Good call. Gandalf the gray slash white. All right, next question. This wizard ran a school and liked it up the wrong-un. I don't know what that means. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Get out of your British talk,
2: Ross. <laughs> this wizard ran a school. Is it a Harry Potter thing? And like, I mean, liked it up the wrongen. Oh, the fir- I know who it is. Uh, who's the who's the gay character in Harry Potter? That's what liked it up the wrongen means. Likes it in the play. Oh, oh uh, Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Yeah, right. It <laughs> yeah. has
1: to be. All right. I argue there's no wrongen, though. Honestly, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Locking it in. Albus Brian Wolfric Dumbledore. It isn't there are more
0: names. It is in
1: fact I mean, Albus Dumbledore.
0: I think Wolfric comes before Brian. Yeah, okay.
1: Cuz so it was it's somewhere in there. Nerd.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think Wolfric comes before Brian, nerd.
2: <laughs> Next question. This enchanter warned King Arthur and his knights of a terrible beast with big pointy teeth. Forge.
3: <laughs>
2: Forge the wizard.
0: Forge the enchanter. Yeah.
2: That it would be Tim. Tim the Enchanter from Money Python and the Holy
1: sense. An enchanter who warned King Arthur. This one I really don't have any clue on. It's Tim. You think it's really Tim? Yeah, it's it's one
2: it's one hundred percent Tim the Enchanter. I'm with you. Locking it in. It is Tim. (laughs) Nice. Last question. This Wizard King stole a baby at the behest of his sisters, David Bowie. It's the Goblin King. Oh, all right. <laughs> Goblin King, good job. You win all the Tadpog Fun Bucks for knowing his full name.
1: It is the Goblin King, right? Uh, he probably has an, uh, an actual name, something the Goblin King. Isn't it like uh,
2: Gareth, something
1: like J- right? It's Jareth. Jareth, the Goblin King.
2: But what, is that his full name though? Jareth the Goblin King? Or is it like
1: Jareth Blackthorn? <laughs> Albus the <III, laughs> Third? Fatcock. Jareth Fatcock? That one, that uh, I, it applies. Yeah, it applies. yeah,
2: big old. I love at Dragon Con, anytime someone dresses up as the Goblin King, it's like the first thing I do is like, okay, that's the Goblin King. Look at their crotch. See how, see how accurately they're cosplayed. See, I do the
1: opposite. I'm like, oh, look at that crotch. Look up. Oh, oh the it's goblin the Goblin King. King. <laughs>
2: Uh, locking again, Jareth the Goblin mm-hmm. King. Jareth the Goblin <laughs> King. <laughs> all right. We fucking destroyed this quiz.
1: 100%. Oh, 100%. my God. Extra. 110%. Because we got the full name. We got the condition. We got all the Tadfog Fun Bucks. Yeah, we did.
2: Ross... Thank you very much for putting together this quiz. Uh, definitely appreciate it. We got a quiz last week. We, got a qui- we did get a quiz from Quizmaster Matt Cowan, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Bovine Bear. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, we were actually recording when he sent it in, so we weren't able to uh, take that quiz. But what I'd like to do is take the quiz that he sent... Uh, for like a little bonus thing on on Patreon, yeah. if you're cool yeah, with that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't go to waste. We're, we waste no part of the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: ancient Tadpog used every part of the quiz. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so Ross, uh, once again, thank you very much, man. That was a that was a masterly crafted quiz. Hmm.
1: Tyler, yes, Dave.
2: I've had a lot of fun today mm-hmm, with too. our yeah. very own sandwich Pope Phil.
1: Love, love him. Love sandwich Pope Phil.
2: And and uh, you of course. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I'm okay. Big Dick Samurai, I believe that's what your nickname was <laughs> for this one. Beef Boy, Beef, Beef Boy Samurai. <laughs> yeah, I take Beef Boy and turn it into Big Dick pretty pretty fast. <laughs> yeah, like if I'm walking if I'm walking down the street and someone's like, "Hey, Beef Boy," I'm like, "Thanks." <laughs> Not even cosplaying as Jareth the Goblin King. <laughs> I have a couple questions, a couple more questions for you before we close this out. Mm -hmm. If you were to give this game a beard Mm -hmm. that sums up how you feel about
1: it, what kind of beard would it be and why? Um, I would have to give it uh, a porn stash. A porn stash? A porn stash. Because porn stash, it's it's goofy. So this game has its goofy elements. Also, some people still sport the porn stash, but it's definitely a beard out of its... Out of its time, oh. so
2: yeah, yeah. like kind of like Captain America.
1: Yep, just like <laughs> just like Captain
2: America. <laughs> you know, t- you know, Captain. He was Tony Stark's beard. That's why it yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Tyler. Um, yes, Dave. I have another question for you.
3: Mm-hmm,
2: um, mm-hmm. If you were to give this game a pair of glasses, that sums up how you feel about it. Mm-hmm. What kind of glasses would you give it?
1: And why? Mm, mm, Glasses. I've been going through several different things in my head, and I'm not sure what to land on. Possum hitting the windshield. Possum. Breaking the glass. Uh, I'll give it a rare crystalline magnifying glass dropped dropped off a living potter's wheel (laughs) on the fifth floor of a dungeon. (laughs) All right. Because it's an old, like... Really old fashioned thing of glasses to see better would be just a magnifying glass made out of
2: rare magical crystal. <laughs> it, makes it, it makes it like a wizard thing. Yeah, it's like a, a wizard th- thing. A wizard dry. <laughs> <laughs> wizard dry V. <laughs> Welcome to our review. Now the real review starts. Now it
1: starts. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, everybody. Let's do my favorite part of the show.
2: Yeah, you want to do the. Yeah, that's what I wanna you want to pray to the randomizer? I do. All right. I do.
0: My favorite, too. Can I make a confession that I skip to the end to find <laughs> out what the next game is going to be when I download a new episode every Wednesday?
2: Okay. All right. All right. That's now we know. The Thanks. randomizer takes your tribute. Yeah. Thanks for Thanks for confessing. And it actually makes me feel better because it's like. This week I was posting a lot on Facebook about Wizardry 5, mm-hmm. and I was hesitant to do it because I was like, I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't listened to the episode mm-hmm. the episode yet. But now that I know that people like Phil exist, and I'm not too worried about yeah. it because <laughs> it's like, yeah, you just skip to the end and know what we're talking mm-hmm. about. It's also incentive to listen to the show on the day it releases <laughs> Yeah, or get off of Facebook. Yeah. Or <laughs> just delete your Facebook.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, keep your like on there. Just don't use Facebook anymore. Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
2: All right. You ready? Yep.
1: Uh, Put on my, my Wizard Robin hat. Yes, Put and randomly my, face my, your my pleasure hole. My prayer holes. shawl. Right? Yeah, turn around. I get my pleasure hole. You ready? Your wrong-ins. My wrong-ins. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Stop!
2: 470. Oh, right in the middle. Right in the, right in the gray area. Ooh. Right in the gray area. 470, which is... A game I'm sure we're all familiar with, Super Alfred Chicken. Nah, just kidding. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be fucking great. <laughs> nah, just kidding. It is Road Riot 4WD, which I assume is four-wheel drive. All right. Road all right. Riot. That
1: doesn't sound too four-wheel bad. Four-wheel drive. Okay. We don't a game like that You forever. hate racing games, though. I do, but I'm a, I'm, I, I thought Micro Machines when that was said. Like, it sounds like something like that. I might be wrong. It might be awful, but... Have or, you heard or of Maybe it? Road Rash. Maybe Road Rash is like the Road Riot. Hit my Road Rash. Like, which I do like that game. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't know. know,
2: man. Usually, when it's like, I don't. I've never heard of this <laughs> game or series or anything. We'll see.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't want to. I, don't wanna, I remember this from the arcade. Oh, it was an arcade game. Okay. Yeah. This it's it's your <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're in four wheel like off road ATV type dune buggies racing against each other. Um, I'm not sure how it's going to look like. for Oh, the SNES port does not look good. All right.
2: See for yourself on Twitch. (laughs) Sunday
0: at
1: 8.30 p.m. Central. All right. So Road Riot, four-wheel drive. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yep. Yeah, check that shit out. Um, Facebook, Twitter. We got social media, Facebook. You can look at all that shit. Up. That's all the things. Yeah, tadpog. Uh, you want that real shit, tadpog nation on Facebook. We got a got a mm-hmm. you got a vetting process for that. <laughs> but if you want that like dark web like AIDS needle rat pack shit, <laughs> gotta... AIDS
2: needle rat pack shit. I am going to rename a channel in Discord to that AIDS needle rat pack shit. There is a channel in Discord called Hot Sex, and that is going to be the new description for that channel. <laughs> I'm going to write it down so I don't forget that.
1: So that's the Tadpog Discord.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Discord. Doc, or, uh, fuck, man, you got me all flustered. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I run it out of memory space because it's like I'm trying to remember AIDS needle rat pack shit. That was it, right? Yep. Give me a moment. I'll write yeah, that yeah, down.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's Dean Martin just giving people AIDS, <laughs> just ejecting. That's when he gives... Uh, <laughs> He gives Frank Sinatra AIDS from a needle.
2: I love that the reoccurring theme in this episode is is AIDS.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's Wizardry 5.
2: Come on. I've never seen it's confession, I've never seen Philadelphia. I don't know what I'm talking about. I haven't either. Oh. Another Patreon episode. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler, Dave, watch Philadelphia. Philadelphia. It's a new (laughs) weekly podcast where each week we watch Philadelphia and then do a podcast about it. Phil, have you seen Philadelphia?
0: I have not.
1: You want to? You went in on this sweet action. Do what? Yeah, that's a good pun for your name, Phil. Come on, Philadelphia Hawkins. It'd be really, it'd be really good once you get Ains. No, you won't. you you're in with the rat people. You're yeah. fine. You're the fine. rat pack. Yeah.
2: That's the rat pack. I oh <laughs> yeah. that was a very good there joke that go. <laughs> I just got all of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. That's mm. bit.ly <laughs> slash tadpog Discord.
1: <laughs> oh. Uh let's see. Tadpog underscore podcast on Instagram, on Twitter. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, We got a
2: Patreon. Yeah, there you go. You can find us on patreon.com slash Tadpog. Uh, Huge thank you to everybody who's donated to us. Uh, It really does make a difference. We were able to, on the fly, buy a new soundboard, um, which, I mean, ain't cheap, to be honest with you. So it it goes a long way, um, and we we really do appreciate it. If you enjoyed this episode, I I do... uh, implore that you, uh, that you consider donating. Uh, we would really appreciate it. Uh, I'd like to take a moment. Uh, so sit right there. I'm going to tell you uh, who just (laughs) donated. (laughs) Uh, I would like to thank John Labonte, uh, for his new donation, uh, which is well, well above the minimum. So John, uh, thank you very much. Uh, we, we really appreciate it. And I believe that that is, I believe that's the only new one that we've got this week. Mm, but mm-hmm. I'm just scrolling through just to make sure I haven't missed anybody.
3: Uh,
2: uh, yeah. All right. And like you I said, I really hope John Labonte doesn't have AIDS. Otherwise, <laughs> we, we might lose that new donor. <laughs> yep. That's true. And if that's the case, we're very sorry.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry. Now I'm just like, sorry if anybody has AIDS. Yeah.
2: Let's just take a moment to apologize uh, uh, for AIDS. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> It's more of the reaction that people had to AIDS that were, or, you, know, you know, we're making fun of Reagan. It's all
2: yeah, is. this is all making fun of yeah,
1: Reagan. Ra- Ra- Reagan and Rats. Yeah, it's
2: Reagan and Rats, <laughs> the new documentary. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, or our theme song is Moves by Sigmore Drive. Like that track we found at shows at tatbog.com. How hey, you guys want to close this one out? Uh, I think Phil should pick uh,
2: because he is the guest. And, Phil, thank you so very much for taking uh, several hours out of your night to record this podcast about Wizardry 5.
0: Uh, randomizer be praised. Uh, it chose a week in which my family is not here to impose on me, so um, this is no problem at all. This is you gave me something to do on a Tuesday night, so thank you.
2: When the randomizer uh, selects Eye of the Beholder, will you join us?
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. I was really, really hoping that would be next. As, as but you know what. <laughs> the randomizer has its own machinations and we'll see what is, is in store with road riot.
2: Uh, Road riot sounds a lot like eye of the beholder.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think we should close it out as our favorite wizard. All right. Or, or as a wizard.
2: All right. All right. Let me put on my robe and wizard hat. (laughs) (laughs) Blood ninja, my favorite wizard.
1: (laughs) All right. So until next time, uh, tropical, tropical
0: Cap- Capricorn. Capricorn. All
2: right, who was everybody? I'm Phil
1: Hawkins, the Lounge
0: Wizard. <laughs> <laughs> I was just a wizened old man. I, that's why I changed. You don't my even intellect. know magic. <laughs> <laughs> you were Eustace,
1: the Farmer Wizard.
0: Eustace, <laughs> the you Potato think?
1: Mancer. Yes. <laughs>
2: I was I was a tighter trickster. I was Glim, my favorite character uh, from one of Tyler's
1: games. Mm-hmm bandsmear
2: yes the bandsmear game
1: which fun fact that was the last name of i think somebody who was a producer for angel maybe is that how you chose the, the a name? lot of times i would just pick a last name from the credits on a tv show for for whatever my games were all right i like it
2: phil have you ever had lice